One of the best ways to support the FTF podcast is to check out our Patreon over at patreon.com slash finish the fight for exclusive episodes, insights, interviews, and plenty more. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is Spartan 117. Anyone hear me? Over. Isolate that signal. Master Chief, you mind telling me what you're doing on that ship? Sir, finishing this fight. Welcome back to Finish the Fight, a Halo podcast. I'm your host, Jesse Reiners. And I'm your host, Alex Kendall. And we have for you yet another bonus episode voted by our awesome patrons, as always. Yet another, as Jesse might say. Yet another. We've been on a a mean streak lately with all these episodes coming out, but we're going to keep them going. And this time, we have something that I'm glad we're finally doing, which is Catherine Halsey's journal that came with Halo Reach. Now, a little nostalgia thing. I loved... Because it doesn't really happen anymore because so much stuff is digital. Mm-hmm. Like getting those pre-orders of like the collector's edition and getting like statues or extra materials and books, kind of like this journal or yeah. just like getting really cool things that you couldn't get elsewhere. Because you have so many producers now like McFarland Toys and like all these others that'll make the statues, mm-hmm. but you're not really getting any superlative material yeah. that you can kind of add to the lore. Yeah. And I mean, this thing is a lore bucket mm-hmm. in and of itself. That was kind of the whole point of it. And so, you know, we actually have it right here and, you know, you're talking about it's hard to come by this stuff. I mean, I, I looked up the, like this and it's anywhere from like 50 to to $100 on Amazon or eBay. Yeah. Just for this alone. Like when I think the original legendary edition that came with the statues and everything was like 120 Yeah, it was 120 Because yeah. it went like 50 70 120 I think was like the usual mm-hmm. jumps for. Yeah. So and, and this comes, you know, as, as we'll say with, with the limited and legendary editions. But let's dive into the journal itself because there is some backstory behind it that is really cool. Halsey's journal is a collector's item including in the Halo Reach limited and legendary editions of the game. It outlines Halsey's life after college all up until the invasion of Reach and her meeting Noble Team to deliver Cortana to the Pillar of Autumn. It was released September 10th, 2009. And I think one of my favorite things with this thus far is we got our boy back. Mm-hmm. For, for a final time, unfortunately. For a final time, unfortunately, we're talking about Eric Nyland, mm-hmm. who's wrote some of our favorite books in the series and has come back to create such a cool lore piece that I guess brings him back to the Halo Bible mm-hmm. and kind of to those roots of like, all right, I'm diving deep. We're going to have some fun with this. Yeah. Yeah. And so Eric Nyland, for those of you who either didn't listen to those or want a little bit of update, is an American author and consulting narrative designer from North End, Washington. He has written The Fall of Reach, First Strike, Ghosts of Onyx, Halo Wars Genesis, 
The Impossible Life and the Possible Death of Preston J. Cole, and of course, Halsey's Journal for the Halo franchise. At the time of writing this journal, Nyland went from, you know, like humble beginnings, mm-hmm. starting off with the fall of Reach, getting into Microsoft, and was now the senior writer at Microsoft Game Studios. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, even before that, and I don't know if we covered li- covered this the first time we ever covered the fall of Reach last year, is that he was working on his PhD in chemistry, mm-hmm. yep. and he dropped out of school to be a writer because he read a book by an author he loves, but then he saw, he like... He's like, this sucks. This is awful. The only reason this got published, it was because of the name. Mm -hmm. So he went and wrote, or he went and read like 200 journals and books about science fiction and how to write them, and then just became a writer that way. Yeah, he basically used that scientific knowledge he had Mm -hmm. to create a scientific study on the perfect way to write a novel. Yeah. A science fiction novel. And it shows in this journal so much. And I I love the idea that he didn't like what was out there and he thought mm-hmm. he could do better so he did remember we had that conversation with ian and that's why a halo canon is a thing yeah. because he didn't like the lore content that was out there and it's breaking the mold it's kind mm-hmm. of like okay this is how it's done no you have to break that to get something that people want to listen to or watch or read or, or you know anything out there mm-hmm. yeah so now let's move on to writing the journal itself so Bungie wanted a journal that was from the perspective of someone on Reach during the invasion, but it quickly changed to being Halsey's journal during the invasion of Reach. But from then, it would evolve into being her journal throughout her life and career at Oni. It would have been so much different if it was like a pedestrian or a marine or a scientist mm-hmm. who just, like, it would have been cool. You're like, oh, it's neat. Yeah, like, it, but it wouldn't have been, like, as well-written or articulate or as impact- it is. Yeah, or impactful at all. Mm-hmm. And maybe less science stuff that goes over your head. Mm-hmm. But... Nyland felt that it was very easy to return to writing from the perspective of Dr. Catherine Halsey, considering that he feels they both think the same, which makes sense. A guy who's, you know, at one point, his PhD in chemistry chemistry has to write about a genius. Not that hard. Mm -hmm. He also stated that this felt like writing the fall of reach all over again. Now, Nyland, along with a team of writers, were consistently researching Halo lore to make sure everything that they put in this journal was canonically sound. The design team was also tasked with creating the physical journal itself, and it went through hundreds of iterations with the paper color and... type of. I think it was a type of paper as well. Type of paper, and even the stitching on the back of this that had to be hand-sewn in. So all of this is just absolutely crazy, and the amount of work that got put into this one journal that 99% of fans haven't read. Mm-hmm. And it I don't even think you can find it online, because I even just tried to find a PDF version, not online. No, it's one of those things we're going to get to later, but we talked about that a lot of people at this time could have been hardcore fans with it, but not in the way that the internet is around today. Like, mm-hmm. like there were forums and other stuff to share these things and to share your, your love of a topic. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, it was an older age that was doing that. Yeah, and even so, like, I didn't get this because I went and bought it. I got this around 2011, a year after Halo Reach came out, because uh, two of my best friends bought this, the, the legendary edition with the statue, mm-hmm. for me for Christmas. Yeah. So I got my hands on it, and I thought that was cool. So Bungie and 343 Industries both had a, a working hand in the journal, but they gave Nyland complete freedom when it came to writing the journal, which is the best thing you can do for a guy like Nyland. Now, there were additional writers on this journal. So starting with Bungie employees, we had Lorraine McLees, who was the art director, Rob McLees, Jim McQuillan, and Eric Osborne. Who I believe we've seen all of them. 
I know mm-hmm. we've seen the McLees for sure. Yeah, because they had a huge hand in the graphic novel. Mm-hmm. And over from Microsoft Game Industries, we had Jeannie Voiren Gerde, Shane Hartley, Doug Startzel, and Brett Metcalf. Metcalf? Just, uh, just let us know how much we butchered those names. Metcalf. And Metcalf was the editor. Yeah, he was the editor. And then we also had Mike uh, Valiancourt, who's the artist. Apparently, Microsoft Game Industries hires people with very exotic names. You gotta. But then over at 343 Industries, we had Alex Cutting, Frank O'Connor, Jeremy Patanod, and Jacob Benton. And then we also had Kevin Grace, who was the editor. So it was cool to see that. A huge collab. Mm, Yeah, because Frank O'Connor, I think at this point, you saw like he was working on Legends and these comics. So he's going to have his hand in this. I don't know the extent of how much all of these people wrote or contributed. You know, we had a few editors and then art directors, but... I know for sure probably Frank did help a lot because he wrote a lot of Halo 3 and he wrote a lot of Halo Reach's story. So now with that being said, we're going to break down this journal and it's going to be every journal entry that she puts in there. Yeah, so it'll basically be by the date. Mm-hmm, yeah. Uh, that's how that's how we're going to list it out. And we'll give you, because uh, it's basically going to start, I believe it's 2510. I think it ends 2552, so it's right at the, the fall. And I believe like the last entries are august 30th plus of that year yeah and it's it literally the last entry is when she leaves the the notebook behind mm-hmm. and then w- when you get this notebook it comes in like this secret oni bag that like you know has information on it that's been sealed up so kind of the the whole thing is that you are someone or you're part of oni who found this mm-hmm. at castle base when it was recovered first i would just want to say a this journal holding it in my hand Super beautiful. It's got like a, a a magnet closing system, and how this the the binding is exposed as well. It's stitched closed. That way, it kind of looks like you're opening it the opposite way of it should. But of course, when you open it up, we have a sketch that Halsey did, and there's sketches throughout this whole thing. So it's a sketch of a coffee mug with the Oni symbol and Catherine Halsey's signature on it. Yeah, so it's like a little intro page. Yeah, if you want to imagine the journal too with that side stitching, it's like if you took a little bit larger field notes mm-hmm. and stitch them together. So there's like yeah. these like compact, like what would you say like 10, 15 page bound separate chunks that have made one book, mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah. And so it, this first page definitely has probably the most amount of art. And I think it's just her on the planet itself because it starts with, she's going over the Carver findings, which is Dr. Carver basically saying, listen, I'm predicting that there's going to be an insurgence within the outer colonies. Mm-hmm. Like, it, n- nothing's going to go well here very soon. She also talks about how she just got her new quote-unquote job at Oni, and she's kind of just trying to figure out how she got there because she just graduated high school. And I love that she even talks about the journal itself. She said, I bought this journal at this like little shop. I thought it was cute. I need a place to record my thoughts. And we find out, later on why she really gets this journal yeah and our, and our next date is december 4th 2510 mm-hmm. and so halsey describes I, I think it was three years ago correct yeah it's like three years ago she's talking about carver yeah meeting carver and kind of their conversation and then goes on later to write about how he committed suicide two years later and she wished that she was kind of more chair about the presentation and kind of like made more of not an impact but just more in the life of it yeah and i mean and I like that they they really humanize Halsey, which I know we we don't see that often in the lore. 
but that's a very real thing of someone you know who commits suicide. You start to question, what could I have done differently? Mm-hmm. Was it the fact that I said something wrong that day? Should I have smiled at them when I left? Things like that. So really real human emotions coming into play here. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and so she's, she, you know, when she was talking to him, she talks about how the UNSC had started coming to the same conclusion as him. Like, we, we kind of see that this is getting ready to go down. She also learns that Oni had been eyeing her for a few years now. Oni had wanted to bring her in for a while. So it's interesting because throughout this, you're going to realize that she is really good to listen to the devils in the walls and figure out what they're saying. Mm-hmm. So it's really cool about that. So, yeah. And then on the, the final page of that entry, we see that she's talking about, quote unquote, next gen augmentations and she actually again she has sketches of like the anatomy of a human and breaking down like you know trying to increase their lung capacity you know the ability of what their heart can do etc etc so i found that really cool that she sketches a lot of what she talks about throughout here as well yeah i mean i think it's pretty great that especially getting the detail of it just that having nylon and the, and the obviously the rest of the writers and artists mm-hmm. put this together and just it's, it's a really impactful start because mm-hmm. then our next journal entry is once again a couple months later. So she's not regular, but she just put some stuff in here to it's, start. It's sporadic, yeah. It's definitely sporadic because now we're in February 15th, 2511. So a little over two months later. And this is where Halsey starts to detail out the Orion Project. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she's talking about how they're all volunteers from various UNSC special forces. And, you know, they were clearly qualified for this, but a lot of them either died from this or came out pretty disfigured, which is something that we learn more and more about anytime someone gets augmented. But what she's doing is she's saying she's breaking down everything they did in the Orion Project. And then she says she gives her own refinement. Mm -hmm. And she always refers to what she's going to do differently with Generation 2. Talks about, you know, the second thing she lists is Orion candidates' genetic screening was wholly inadequate. The third one is... Many Orion candidates exhibited post-traumatic stress disorder or repressed insurgent sympathies. Some in the latter category refused to participate in post-augmentation and were incarcerated. And again, all this stuff, she breaks it down. She has a summary at the very end saying, you know, this is how we're going to do things differently. And then she decides that she doesn't want to call this Orion Generation Mm 2. She wants to start, she wants to call it something different. We're starting to see a lot of Greek mythology coming because she makes a list at the bottom. The Titans, the Argonauts, Odysseus, Olympia, Zulu, Kronos. Really cool because she's the one that's having all this Greek mythology references come into play, which I always think is very unique for the Halo universe is how they tackle uh, Tank is called a Scorpion and stuff like that. Like, really cool. Yeah, and, and keeping it, like you said, what lore that was already built from day one, you're mm-hmm. now like explaining it even better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, like that was had an idea in mind of what a Spartan was, mm-hmm. you know, it's an unstoppable warrior. But now it's like, where did that come from? Why did yeah. they get that name? So it's really cool. And so that leads us then to the closest entry is February 23rd, 2511. And this is where the Freedom and Liberation Party has killed millions with an atomic bomb and millions more will be affected. So she's kind of going over like the basically the start of kind of the insurrectionist war. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, she's furious mm-hmm. from beginning. She's like, how can they do this? They're insane. And she even puts, I have to stop this and underlines it because she's feeling a personal duty. Yeah, and I think this is really where we're seeing that uh, Dr. Catherine Halsey of, and kind of like like almost everyone at a college that I need to save the world myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I have the power and I have the knowledge and she hasn't 
gotten jaded in mm-hmm. that, all this stuff yet. So she's still kind of post college. She thinks she thinks life's going to be good, kind of, or she'll do good. Yeah, and she's figuring it out. I, I love also oh. is that there's a blank page before this where, and you see it throughout. There's a co- there's spilled coffee on there, it's and there's so like smart. coffee rings on there, and she always references coffee throughout this she does in the book as well like mm-hmm. several books she mentions like her addiction to caffeine and, and things like doesn't that. doesn't she like pick up like cold coffee and drink it all the yeah, time that, that's, too? that's just there that's been there for like days mm-hmm. it, I, once again the art direction on this is so so smart because mm-hmm. it does feel like one of my terrible journals like this is written well <laughs> mine's dumb but like mine has like coffee stains on it or like mm-hmm. te- you've torn out something or you've markered it out or yeah just, it, it, it feels real well even like i i know plenty of people who like dr- like they they drink coffee from earlier that day like i think henry rollins even talks about this he has one cup of coffee a day but it lasts him the yeah. whole day and he finishes it right before he goes to bed that's pretty much me i have one pot a day but i'm like <laughs> it'll last me the whole day oh <laughs> uh, yeah and then we even have another sketch and and the more you get into this journal the more it gets scientific to where you you don't understand a lot of what she's talking about if you don't have that background. Because, mm-hmm. like, here she draws, like, a molecule and, like, breaks it down. I don't know what that means. I don't know anything about this molecule. But it's still cool that it's there. It, it, yeah. It's it's smart. It's just showing, like, her intelligence as she goes throughout this. And mm-hmm. I... Once again, we're just the start, and, it's, and I'm loving it. Mm-hmm. And so now we jump ahead a little bit to July 30th, 2511. So we mm-hmm. are now jumping five months and some change ahead. Yeah. And this is where Jesse's going to read a little bit out with it, but she starts to get more details of her research into the quote-unquote hidden Orion 2, you know, Generation 2 project. Yeah, and again, this is a thing where half of these words I cannot pronounce because she starts to describe all of this like I note this because it delights me to no end that the 700 plus year old technology may help solve this 26th century problem test results just came in from a new polymerized lithium niobeacon f ferrocene like it's just pages of stuff like that sometimes. All right, we need a bonus episode where we just give Jesse words and names to pronounce. <laughs> That's but, the next one. But it is a lot of stuff like that. And so she also starts to break down the suit that she wants and mm-hmm. the budget and she actually sketches the prototype suit from Legends. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was really cool that they're that they're making this universe start to intertwine behind the scenes of the games they're starting to reference everything so i thought that was really cool and again she's still talking about how she's reluctant to call whatever this is going to be armor yes but she still has to go through with it and so now she's at the point where she basically just has more research to do and she needs to research the hippocampus more yeah she just needs more brain activity and kind of figuring out Mm -hmm. how far can we kind of push these limits and what Especially when we're talking about, like, PTSD and sympathization. Mm-hmm. Like, how can we almost shut those out? Yeah. And I like she even breaks down, like, she's like, we need to figure out how to power this thing. Mm-hmm. And then we even see no work before coffee circled right there next to the <laughs> sketch. It's so smart because, like, it's a reality of it. Mm-hmm. It's a human reality. Yeah. And then she even starts to sketch how the armor is going to work with the body. She's sketching the brain and how they're going to, like, put those... I forget those neural links in the back. The neural link, kind of where like the Cortana chip goes in chief Mm -hmm. type thing. Yeah, so really cool because, again, we have sometimes where it's just pages of sketches and little notes on the side of what she's going to be doing. Mm -hmm. So I always thought that was really cool. 
But then we have the next journal entry. Yeah, so we're jumping ahead once again. A couple months, though. September 8th, 2511. So we're jumping ahead a month and a half-ish. Mm-hmm, Give yeah. or take some change. And this is where she starts to make a breakthrough with the ability to implant memories into a clone from the original host. Mm-hmm. So what I love with this is it starts to kind of really touch on the very touchy subject of like flash cloning and clones and and the start of that technology. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And again, more science talk for you. Uh, congenial deflex increased 42%. Incidence of Parkinson's plus syndromes increased 67%. With brain and memory replication, there is an 82% chance of dementia, schizophrenia, and brain cancers. So she's talking so, about this is what's going to happen if you clone memories. Yeah. She was talking about that before with various brain activities. And I love that they include this because it's a real reality of it. Like, mm-hmm. especially if you're implanting memories, which is just a lot of electrical synapses firing mm-hmm. to try and like see yeah. what's connected. And you're trying to like, create it again but like almost in a way like speed it up whereas a whole lifetime would take those memories it's like all right cool you've got a minute (laughs) yeah essentially (laughs) to get this going and so this this journal entry ends is that she's going to move on to the next phase of the project which is candidate procurement so i think that's really interesting because we're starting to see you basically see a lot of timeline of what this podcast has covered Mm -hmm. all up until our halo reach episode so it's yes. really cool to see this all start to unfold. So basically, they wrote this for us mm-hmm. so that we could give a synopsis of... If you guys are the first episode you're listening, perfect. <laughs> perfect. Get you caught up. <laughs> Skip all the rest. We yeah. got you right here. Now we have the biggest jump thus far. Mm-hmm. And this is where we're starting to get to the project. So June 19th, 2513. So a little shy, a couple months shy of two years. And this is where we learn that Halsey has finally picked a name for her project. Spartan. Yep. And the list as follows is because we all know that there were 300 Spartans who defeated Greece at... Go ahead, try it. Try it. Thermopylia? Close, Thermopylae. So there was 300 Spartans who defeated Greece at Thermopylae, and there were originally 300 candidates for her program. I still think at the time that there are 300. Mm -hmm. Uh, Also, ancient Spartan training was absolutely legendary. They started as children up until they were adults. And Spartan babies were inspected at birth, making sure they were fit to become a soldier. So she decides to call it Spartan 2, however, to honor those in the Orion Project. And that helps, I think that helps a lot of people clear up what the Spartan 1 program was. Mm-hmm. Like, if you didn't know, if you're just like, okay, Spartan 2, what's a Spartan 1? You know, it's it was actually the Orion Project was the quote-unquote Spartan 1s, and now we're actually giving the official title of Spartan but this is obviously, like you said, being Gen 2 is continued over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so we have our next journal entry, July 21st, 2517. And this is now we're starting to see... Four years. So four years in a month. Mm-hmm. And we're starting to see the beginning, is, or at least like the first real chapter of The Fall of Reach, where she starts to talk about how she can't go and screen all these candidates. So she's only going to do Sector 4 of the outer colonies while she has a team who does the rest Mm -hmm. and she talks about how you know i couldn't get this ship on my own so i'm stuck with this guy keys and she's actually talking very fondly of keys because she's talking about how she might want to try to get him transferred to come work for her full time or Mm -hmm. with her full time and she's even sketching like i love this of keys with a hat over his eyes sleeping and then this side view of him so again She's automatically very fond of him, and then she wrote at the very bottom, Jacob, dot, dot, dot. 
So we're already starting to see oh, a little something, a little something come on. But now we have a familiar face come into play. Yeah. So we so we jump ahead to September fifteenth, twenty five seventeen, and so Halsey's she talks about how she's really pleased with her screening of the children, stating in another life they could have been the next, you know, Alexander the Great, Genghis Khan, like all these Cleopatra, lead, all these yeah. major leaders. Hopefully not Genghis Khan. That guy was evil. But he was cool. (laughs) And she notes that one student made a network to spy on her teachers, which is Spartan 058, while another, who we know as 117, Mr. John, Mm -hmm. won Griffball 45 times in two weeks. Yep. And he basically had one chipped tooth in in those two weeks, but multiple kids came out with broken bones and what have you. So I think that's really – like I don't think they ever described him as being – that freaking violent, but I guess it, John was crazy as a kid. I, I, they did talk about whenever he was like winning the games, playing King of the Hill. Like he was brutal, but I don't think to the point of like, "Hi, hey, Timmy, how's it going?" And he just snaps a bone. He's like, <laughs> "I win Griff Ball." <laughs> yeah, and of course she has sketches of some of the kids playing, and she notes at the bottom, "My drawings of children are horrible." <laughs> Dude, once you again, that. the little real life touches of like. A woman going into madness for this project is just, Mm -hmm. it's so cool. Yeah. And it also says that candidate 095 was never located. That was, I can't remember his name, who was officially put. Yes, he was, he had an official title. I, he, just in the last bonus episode, I don't remember, but he was the only civilian Mm -hmm. to receive the quote unquote rank of a Spartan within the lore, but he escaped his captors. Yeah. So I, I, I love that just 095 was never located. Yeah. Awesome old details. And now we jump, still same date, but we're getting, uh, this is where we're getting the dates kind of pushed together because there's so much info going through this. Mm -hmm. And this is where Halsey writes that basic candidate 087 eluded her capture for six hours. I think it's Kelly, if I'm correct. If I'm wrong, I'm sorry, guys. Yeah, it's Kelly. She got got that speed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, she, she eventually turned herself in because she thought it was a game. Dumb idiot. Well, it's a kid. Like, you're going after, what, like, five, six-year-old? And you're like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. this is fun. Oh, yeah, I, you know what? I'm done. I want some apple juice. Yeah, and she finally talks about how they, they knew they need new retrieval protocols because, like, that kid <laughs> could have gotten away. Yeah, it's like the retrieval protocol is, like, some dude running around trying to grab this it's kid. It's like a British comedy. It's literally what it is for six hours. But then Halsey sketches Kelly here in a cryotube, which... This is a good. This is a good sketch. You know, she's, good at, she's good at drawing kids that are pretty much dead. <laughs> good job. And then we have our next journal entry, September sixteenth, twenty five seventeen. So yeah, just the next day, mm-hmm. looking good. And she starts to break down how after months together, Jacob and I parted company amicably. I think, or we learned in the fall of Reach, he was reassigned mm-hmm. because he started kind of picking up on what was going on. He's like, these kids are for something that they probably don't know that they're a part of. Yeah. And and he's kind of like, okay, we're picking these kids for this, this, and that. It's obviously a militaristic program they're going into, and we're just taking them. Yeah. And she sketches him practicing some kind of martial arts, and she even breaks down like all the moves he's doing, and then even sketches him again making a repair on the ship itself. And she says, hands-on, didn't even wait for the tech crew. Got it done, though. So throughout this, she speaks very, very highly of Keith. Mm-hmm. Probably more highly than we do on this podcast, which we have spoken very highly of the man. 
And our next entry was on September 23rd, 2517. And this is where Halsey documents phase one with the candidates and then reveals that she's informing them of their mission. Yeah, and she even is kind of surprised because one child walks up to her and says, are we stopping people from killing each other so he didn't even say are we killing people but he knows about the insurrection Mm -hmm. and so she's automatically kind of surprised and she's kind of like happy she's like cool these kids get it like which it is kind of surprising that a child like understands like that civil war and is like we're not here to try to hurt people but to stop stop them from hurting yeah everyone else so i think that is absolutely crazy but a lot of them are just you know she she talks about how a lot of them are just crying they miss their their parents and how Oni says that within a few months, six months uh, under Mendez's training, that they're not even going to know who their parents are. But she doesn't believe that in the slightest. She's like, no, these are sharp children. Like, we picked some of the smartest yeah, children you, out there. You picked the best of the best. Mm-hmm. And even if they don't have it, like, they can repress it, but they're going to remember that stuff. Because John has before talked about, like, he, it's almost like he still well, can kind of remember well, his life. He remembers uh, that childhood girl that he meets in the... The story from Evolutions. Yeah, from Evolutions. Yeah, and but again, it's like they, they, they almost, like, reference, it's like, it's like a forgotten dream, mm-hmm. almost. So it's like they still have some kind of idea of what their life was like at one point before they were literally brainwashed. Yeah. So then we jump over to September 28th, 2517, a couple of days later. And this is where Halsey is describing a, a scene where the candidates are starting to get their hair cut, getting their head shaved. Mm-hmm. And Halsey, what I love is that Halsey sketched Kelly mm-hmm. after she disarmed her barber. Yep. And she's holding her hair in her hand and she looks uh, not too thrilled she's about it. She's very <laughs> she does yeah because her precious yeah because he even talks about the guy trying to shave her head was just like uh i've dealt with wild cats who were like did not squirm as much as she did so mm-hmm. automatically we're also seeing fight in these children yeah and it kind of uh takes me back to like ghost of onyx when those kids were like fighting each other like really cool stuff like that and next we have December 24th, 2517. So right near the end of the year, uh, if they celebrate, you know, any holiday times around this. They probably don't. They didn't get anything. They probably got rocks because everyone gets <laughs> rocks in Halo. But this is where Halsey learns that a good amount of the clones are living past their projected timeline. Mm-hmm. So because originally they were supposed to kind of be there for a bit. I think she, I think she, she predicted it was supposed to be like. 14.7 weeks yes. that they were so it was projected they were they would survive that was the average too yeah and now we're seeing that a lot of them you know from from the various anime stuff that we've watched and and the books and some of the comics that we're seeing that oh a lot of them are actually living past that and developing a lot of diseases they were kind of afraid they were going to get mm-hmm, yeah and and she suspects that it's kind of like one of those pseudoscience things of it's like it's their parents love that's keeping them alive mm-hmm. and you know daisy of course was kept alive because her family was rich so they had the money to do so yeah. for so long so really cool that they're they're starting to like notice stuff like that and then we have our next entry which is about a year later december 10th 2518 and so she is start her and mendez are starting to see some possible leaders that are coming up from the ranks. And so the top candidates that both Mendez and Halsey agree on are 051, 092, 104, and 117. And though Mendez says his money is on Kurt, 
she knows from the first day she ever met him that it will be Spartan 117, mm-hmm. John, the Master Chief. So I love, like, they're they're like, okay, these are for sure the top dogs, but she's like, it will be John. And one of these are, is Kurt, correct? 104? Or no, 051. But, but I love it still. We're, we're seeing Kurt once again come into play, even after all these years. And now we're ahead even more. We're at September 27th, 2520. So a little under two years. Mm. And this is where Halsey writes of the first casualty in the Spartan 2 program, which was a trainer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was he was putting too much force pinning down Spartan 137. And she reversed it and threw him and severing his fifth and sixth cervical vertebrae, killing him instantly. That also happens when you get to, like, the age of 30. Your vertebrae all just start to break. <laughs> I was like, throwing people? Oh, no, no, no. the back-breaking aspect of it. That's my joke for the day, guys. Sorry. Uh, to get into more somber tones, yeah, they found 137, which is Spartan Karis, uh, was found later crying in the barracks. Mm-hmm. And she was not punished, but she did understand what she did to this person yeah it was like it was like it was like a neutral thing they're kind of like because because the the trainers weren't really punished for putting too much force but i think at, at the end of it deja basically says like listen when you train like this this is gonna happen like tells them like it's gonna get rough some people are probably gonna die because you're trained to be the best of the best and your kids yeah like but the trainer kind of sucks these trainers are all kind of like really mean to them. Yeah, but I think that's what Mendez kind of had them do. Mm-hmm, like true. he pushed them to be like as rough and like go 110% on these kids. And now we're seeing that the kids are finally, you know, getting up to par with it. Yeah. And they're finally like, like literal children are able to throw grown men and kill them by mm-hmm. separating their vertebrae and their spine. Ooh. I know. So now we're another year ahead. We're October 15th, 2521. We're talking about your favorite group here. That we are. And for the past 70 years, operating systems amongst ships had been standardized. Like, mm-hmm. just made it U- easier. UNSC ships. Yeah, UNSC ships had it standardized because it made it easy, like, to go from one ship to another, whether you had an AI on there or, or whatever. It made it super easy. Mm-hmm. However, this made it super easy for the good guys of the story, the rebels, <laughs> to hack the ships. And rebels started creating their own systems to combat the UNSC gaining access to theirs. So it's kind of like this back and forth now of like... Junkyard mentality. Like, we're just going to throw some stuff together and... Uh, yeah, and, and it's the idea of like, okay, both of us now have to create systems, but we're also hacking the other system, but we're also like making a different system. Counter so system to yeah, their counter system. Yeah, so it's trying to do that. Mm. And this is where Halsey comes into it. And Halsey, being the genius that she is, of course develops the third generation of AIs to help penetrate any software. So mm-hmm. instead of having to like work within the UNSC bounds of, you know, controlling machinery or just like anything within a ship or a planetary system, now it's more so you get access to everything you can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well it's it's even more crazy is because they start to they themselves, she never programmed them to, the AI start to learn how to actually defend UNSC ships as well using their technology. Yeah. So, so I thought that was really crazy. It's all like AI like native learning of like, okay, we mm-hmm. know how to attack, but what if we get attacked? So it's kinda like, okay, we now know how to defend ourselves as well. Once again, the attack defense type mentality mm-hmm. of it. Which she referred to as a serendipitous side effect. I also love in all this like crazy talk of like rebels and stuff. She sketches a custard pie from Havadis, just so everyone knows. Here's the thing, guys. If you're ever at Havadis, get the custard pie. 
<laughs> she, I love at one point she also talks about illegal entry protocols, IEP, and counter illegal entry protocols, CIEP, are now commonly called PI and CPI, vocalizations of a misspelled acronyms. Good grief. <laughs> <laughs> Which I, 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 I think I completely skipped over that because I, I, she references pies later on and I'm like, what is she talking about? Why does she keep talking about pie There's in so here? much pie in here. <laughs> and now for our entry, we are about half a year, a little over half a year later, uh, June 5th, 2522. Mm-hmm. And Halsey goes from being a contract worker to an official O&I chief scientist position, which I think Oni was probably fighting for a bit. Like, dude, we know she has way too much power. Like, we either need to, like, get her in here or make her quiet. Yeah, well, it's because also she talks about how she was like, I don't know why exactly they did this initially because I was getting paid very well as a contractor. But then she started to realize that health insurance benefits, (laughs) vacation. Listen, I understand. Yeah. And, And people in the scientific community were starting to also question why they never brought her in. But now that they've brought her in, it brings less questions to what she's actually doing. Cause mm-hmm. before contractors, you need someone with a very specific skill set yeah. for something that for some reason they don't already have on board. I don't know why her being a contractor is making the scientific community be like, hmm, but that's according to her. I think it's, I mean, it could be in her head, but it could be something like they're not on staff. She's kind of like, free to do whatever she wants there's like no rules and regulations to it so she's kind of like which there really wasn't for a bit mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah <laughs> but yeah it's it's kind of like there's no boss there's no one mm-hmm. to oversee her yeah and so this next entry august 22nd 2524 she says i'm furious and even highlights that in blue highlighter mm-hmm. it's because her candidates were rerouted during a training exercise to go meet up with some oni spies or spooks mm-hmm. who just wanted to observe them yeah. and she thinks that they're going to usurp her project or anything like that and she only found out about that because mendez has some sources that said that so she said she took her grievances all the way to the vice admiral who claims that you know listen stop being paranoid it's nothing and she's it, like yeah, it just happened and she's like that's how i know it's not nothing because he's telling me don't worry about it mm-hmm. so it, we see a lot of this like vice admiral back and forth stuff going on throughout the whole entire thing. So now she's talking about how she says in the journal that she's requested the next production of you know next gen AI to start working on counter intrusion software that can be developed to aid the Spartans. So at least from all of this, she's like upset with the vice admiral, but since she has them, she's like okay, since we're here. I need some AI stuff for these Spartans. Yeah, I'll use your resources. <laughs> uh, and then we jump to just a really lighthearted quick entry. Yeah, this is like a, a third of the page. It's it's cute. So it's November 17th, 2524. So a couple months later, and it really shows the impact that Keyes had on her because she writes that she ran into, quote, her lieutenant at a conference and that she was more than glad to see him. Mm-hmm. So kind of like this little love note. Yeah, because... She she talks to him about how he was a kindred spirit, and she just said, but I, I'm glad to see him. And I like that she references my lieutenant, because mm-hmm. when Keyes was accompanying her, she made a note of, she's like, I have a lieutenant, he's my lieutenant. I think mm-hmm. she even, like, underlined it. So, again, and these happen a few more times where she meets Keyes a few more times, and it's always, like... She's a different person when she's writing about keys, which I think is just incredible. Mm-hmm. And now we jump over 
to February 23rd, 2525. And this is where Halsey speaks with John117 and learns that he knows that the project is about to go into the next phase. Mm -hmm. And she starts to really question the morality of really what the upcoming procedure is going to be, wanting to tell the candidates exactly what they're going to be going through, but honestly really can't. Yeah, she can't, but she even notes, like, would they refuse at this point? Mm -hmm. Because they've been brainwashed to do this for so long that, of course, they're going to do it, like, no matter what. And she just knows that, you know, humanity is on their shoulders. And I love that she highlights at the very bottom and says, the Spartans must be forged. Because she talks about Deja is is updating revisions on Carver's model weekly. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, the to reference, Carver's findings are saying, hey, insurrection is going to happen sooner rather than later. And she even did revisions on it. So she's updating that weekly at this point. Yeah. And so we jump ahead again. So she's going to stay pretty consistent for a bit because we're kind of going through the entire augmentation process coming up. Mm -hmm. And now we are on March 9th, 2525. So about a week, two weeks later. Mm -hmm. And Halsey predicts that some candidates will suffer from a high failure rate and long-term effects. And she lists out in her journal all those augmentations that they're going to be going through. Yeah, and we'll just list them, but she goes into detail with all of them. So there's... Occipital capillary reversal, muscular enhancement injections. We all know what those are. Performance enhancing drugs. Mm -hmm. We have carbide ceramic ossification. We have catalyst thyroid implant. Superconducting fibrification of neural dentrites. Very good. Very we're going to go with that. I'm sorry, folks. I'm a little illiterate. And then, yeah, so so those were the ones that mainly, those are the big ones. And then she also talks about how there were a lot more that they planned on doing, but the fail failure rate for them was too high. So, like, if we do this to any of them, they are for sure going to get screwed up. So mm-hmm. we had an, an, an adrenal thermal metabolis. Metabolus. Metabolus. We'll go with that. Cyclosynthetic neural transmission gene sequences. Yeah, and basically they're trying to... It's, it's gene splicing. Like they're, they're basically trying mm-hmm. to change up their metabolism, change up their entire gene structure, which, like you said, would just be a total breakdown. Yeah. So then we also had uh, leukitic coprotein complex and microfibrin splendus or splinless. Ooh, good old Splenda. <laughs> and then finally a neuron surface viral... Microphages, phages, microphages. Sorry about that, folks. And so at the very, very end, she sketches, you know, she goes through everything they did, everything they couldn't do. And again, she breaks this all down in in vast detail for each one of these. So she sketches that Spartan 2 logo of the eagle holding a lightning bolt and arrows. And then she says, she will have to answer for making me drink decaf. And there's even a coffee ring on there. So probably, I'm assuming she is her, her assistant or whatnot. But yeah, I just who, whoever's with her. At the time yeah, I, I love the details about that. And, and, and more than likely, it's probably someone within Oni. Like, it's like, Halsey can't have any more caffeine. Like, just start giving <laughs> her this stuff. This is probably what you're going to start saying here soon on the podcast. Like, Jesse can't have any more Monster. We need to start. Well, I mean, we've already talked about that. But, you know, that's going nowhere. <laughs> I've been drinking a lot more water when we record. Thank you very much. But you know what? You're not wrong. You just drink the other 14 monsters when I'm not looking. <laughs> I have it in a flask. <laughs> All right. Now we're up to April 1st. April Fools. 2525. None of this is a joke, though. This is all very serious in the yeah, century. Halsey pops out and she's like, April Fools, you're all dead. No. 
<laughs> uh, no, but the procedure's done and should have come out of the process deformed or dead. Yeah, as, about as half of them. Uh, and, and this is where Halsey instructs that no autopsies will be done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's, they have funerals, but we need to put these kids on ice because we've talked about this before. There are some zombies out there. Mm-hmm. And so never really thought about that as zombie Spartans, but... Yeah, but she, she says like she wants the potential to revive the dead. But mm-hmm. they're so chock full of chemicals and all this metabolic steroids they're using on them. It's like, all right, they're pumped up. Like they're pretty much on death's doorstep, but also on living's doorstep. So mm-hmm. let's see if we can't throw them into cryo and figure something mm-hmm. out. Yeah, and she talks about how... All of these Spartans who are deformed are offered a desk job. Well, yeah, although, quote unquote, washouts. Yeah, the washouts. And she says after a few months at a desk job, she's going to start test solutions on those washouts, too, because she mm-hmm. wants to fix them and revive them. Didn't work out for Soren, just an FYI. We all know that. But some of them went on to run Oni, and some of them just did a desk job forever. You know how it goes. Yeah. Now we jump ahead a couple months to June 27th, 2525. Mm-hmm. Halsey is officially planning to try to fix 80% of the washouts, though it is likely 50% will die from this. Mm-hmm. She suspects that, honestly, they'll be willing to do anything for it. Yeah, because she writes, they've always exceeded my expectations. She what? thinks they'll make it out of it. Yeah, and, and we even know from like Soren's story that like he's like, I'll do anything to get away from a desk job. Like, mm-hmm. I want to fight. I'm here to fight. I want to do it. So she's like, all right. I think we're going to test it out. Yeah. And that was like a short entry. Like we have this next one. That's like a third of a page. Yeah. So then we have our next journal entry, which is June 28th, 2525. And it's a shorter entry. Like the last one, she talks about it's her last official day at Camp Hathcock because now she has been offered a corner suite at the Olympic Tower. Mm. So she's got a, a nice little view. You know, she's got glass walls. I guarantee it. And she says, Castle Base is my new home until further notice. No, you're there for basically... A while. Well, you know, further notice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so then we jump ahead just a couple more days. We're over to June 30th, 2525, and this is where Halsey learns that her prototype suit has been approved. Yay! But she has suspicions as to why it was approved so quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so she realizes that... I think it's in Fall of Reach where they show a video of a guy in the suit, and it, like, breaks one of his bones. It just starts, it's, like, it's like a... I don't know if it was ODST or just a typical Marine. But I think were, it was a typical Marine. And he like in there was just like, tried to move an arm and just snapped every bone yeah. within that arm. So she figures out, she goes, okay, we have a procedure to prevent this. And she goes, oh, it was approved and someone's trying to sabotage this. So then it gets cut. Mm-hmm. And so she starts to figure that out very quickly. She even says, I had specific safety measures to handle this precise situation and I will find out which idiot failed to enable all the monitors so it, again there's this game of cat and mouse going on with Catherine halsey and the rest of oni and fleecom and whatnot so mm-hmm. i always love that that she's always figuring out they're, they're kind of prying in her business which again it's like her own the the company she works for oni is still always like we don't trust you halsey yeah and she's like well i'm not gonna trust you oni and then there's like Touche. Yeah, it's always that, like you said, that cat and mouse back and forth, and mm-hmm. we're going to see that even further on. So now we jump over to September 1st, 2525, and this is where Halsey begins work on her liquid metal crystal version of polymerized lithium nibison. That's how that's pronounced. You should start pronouncing this stuff from here. No, 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 no. Like I said, <laughs> I enjoy it. Yeah, and she, she talks about how it's going to double the wear strength, and... It, 
I love this sci-fi stuff. It can only be manufactured in zero gravity because the process is too dangerous on the surface. So she even talks about how she needs to start taking materials in sending them out to space i don't know how accurate this is i mean then again eric nyland is a literal chemist and he's talked about how he he said like at one point just going off topic a little bit when he was writing the fall of reach when it came to like some of the space stuff he literally learned everything from an astronaut he like talked to an astronaut he's like hey i'm writing about this is this accurate and they'd be like yeah or no you idiot so that's really cool. So I, I'd actually like to trust Nyland's judgment on Yeah, because he did a lot with this. And I know th- with Bungie 343 behind, so many of them like, are, you know, is this how you shoot a gun? Is this how this sounds? Like they, they checked into so much of this. So he wants to be right mm-hmm. and be like, does this actually work? Yeah. And, and at the end of this, she actually says, did not expect the separation anxiety to be so strong. I guess not hearing her cries wakes me up at night. So all of a sudden, well, at first I thought she's talking about the Spartans. Yeah, right. But now all of a sudden she's talking about a child. Yeah. And so that's it. That's all the context we're getting right now about that. Because you read that and you're like, hmm. You're like, whoa, what? What what child are we talking about? Like, okay, you know, okay, Halsey, all right, I hear you. Okay, you you weirdo. You probably kidnapped a baby or a puppy. (laughs) I don't know. You know, she just eats them as she does. (laughs) But now we get to really, as Jesse would say, the meat and potatoes of what really made the Spartans the Spartans. Mm-hmm. So we're on November 3rd, 2525, and this is where we know, or at least Halsey knows, that the Covenant have made first contact on Harvest, but Halsey fears, and she understands like the fear of their knowledge of humanity and humans being like in the galaxy and multiple galaxies, like, but being around and as a species. Yeah, because she just talks about how like, they spoke our language. Their mm-hmm. technology is far superior to ours. She's like, they clearly know our strengths, and we must assume they also know our weaknesses. I love she says, you know, for the first time in decades, I don't feel safe, not even here, buried in the bowels of reach. All right, and then two days later, we've got November 5th, 2525. And this is pretty interesting, because Halsey's like, I'm, I'm, this is the first time I've ever feared for myself. They know about us. But then she kind of turns around and says, I see some opportunity arising from these alien enemies. Mm-hmm. And what's kind of nice is because she's like, okay, okay, okay. Uh, we still have the insurgency we're kind of dealing with, but this is a much bigger threat, which I think will allow me to push my Spartan project and get the funding and time I need immediately. Because mm-hmm, she talks about there's no more committees, there's no more red tape. Like, even even Mendez says the gloves are off. Yeah. Like, they're like, okay. Um, yeah, you know, like whoever wins UNSC or insurrectionists, there'll be humans. Not now. They just want to get rid of humanity entirely. Mm-hmm. And now we're into February 24th, 2526. And Halsey starts to document her limited knowledge of the covenant. Cause this, as we see in like the games and the books, she has such a, I don't want to say obsession for it, but it's like new tech, new thing. She's like, I have to know about it. Mm -hmm. And then when they start finding foreigner things, she's like, I really have to know about it. (laughs) Yeah, because she even sketches here almost like this lineup of like an outline of the grunt, the jackal, and the brutes. Because remember, at the time, that's all we knew when it came to contact harvest. And she's even questioning like, how many are there? Mm -hmm. And she even talks about, you know. They're called the Covenant, which was refers to a legalistic agreement among their species or a sacrosanct bond they share with a higher power whom they worship. Like, 
the fact that she like she's breaking down the English definition of what they're calling themselves to kind of figure them out even mm-hmm. more. So I love stuff like that. And she's even saying, you know, these are she puts grunt Jacqueline Brute in quotes because she goes, that's just what we're calling them. I know that's not what they're actually called. Look at her knowing her lore. Her, her own lore. <laughs> and next up, two months later, we're at April 28th, 2526. The vice admiral orders everything to be repurposed for the war effort. Very much like World War II type, if you're thinking of like that, mm-hmm. kind of like every factory goes towards making bullets, guns, t- that idea of it. Yeah, basically any anything metal from the World War II era is worth so much now because it is a rare commodity yeah. that was not repurposed. Yeah, and so they're they're saying that all research and pretty much all production needs to shift towards the war's time strategy and towards not total annihilation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they're talking about how Section 2 is sending out emissaries to all the outer colony leaders. They're like, listen, this is just what happened on Harvest. We're telling you guys right now, like, let, let's just let's start a truce. Let us come in and, and help your defenses. And so they're just like, nah, son. Yeah, because Halsey's even the one that recommends this, right? She's kind of like mm-hmm. the start. And it's because I think she had that kind of Dr. Carver knowledge mm-hmm. of knowing like when the rebellion is going to kind of happen. She's like, no, this is this is big. We need to get ahead of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so basically they all laugh. They're like, heck no. And then I, th- I think Bliss is a, a ship or a planet. I think a planet because they said that. All of a sudden, Bliss gets destroyed shortly after, and now they're trying to... Hey, you know, about that offer. Uh, Uh, Just kidding. And so she even talks about how she watched some of the footage from it, and it's just horrible. And she even says, no more laughter, only mourning, and now resolve. An alien covenant single-handedly solve our civil war. Not a trade I would have willingly accepted, but I'm always open to victories, no matter... How small, which, no, the insurrection is still behind closed doors. We're kind of like, now nah, we're going to take them out once they're weak. Yeah, because we, we kind of learn a little bit about that in A Fistful of Arrows. Mm-hmm. That it's kind of like... Which is canon. Yep, see, we're talking about canon now, because Halsey said so. Um, <laughs> no, they kind of said, like, listen, this is for humanity's sake. We have to at least play friendly right now. Mm-hmm. Otherwise... We're all dead. Yeah, exactly. And this brings us now to May 3rd, 2526, just a mere, what is that, five days later? Yeah, more yeah. or less. More or less. And this is where Halsey starts to break down the difference between, quote unquote, smart and dumb AIs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because she talks about how Daisha's a dumb AI and only has an IQ of 240. What a big, dumb what a idiot. dumb yeah, but then she even just talks about how smart AI are, of, of course, smarter. And I think if if I'm correct, when she breaks it down, is how they're they're cloned from organ or they're at least made from organic matter. Yeah, but she says it's kind of like that same deal of how they thought clones would work in the beginning of implanting memories. Mm-hmm. Current smart AIs have a tiny month long lifespan. Yeah, it's it's like a month or two before. They're dead, and she's she's wanting to work on a process to lengthen their life, which we see at least as far as we've gotten to lore in this podcast is only seven years. But she around the end starts to question, like, am I even play, like am I playing God at this point mm-hmm. with this? Because 
She's like, what do I call these these creations? Like sister, daughter, what do I yeah, do, like what, what have you? What, what comes out of that? Yeah, because she even says, she also breaks down what rampancy is and how they do die, is they think themselves to death, and they eventually just shut down and short circuit. Mm-hmm. So all very interesting, depressing things. Kind of what happens to humans. Essentially, yeah, especially ones who... You know, eventually have dementia or Alzheimer's later on in their life. That is essentially what does happen. Yeah. Sorry, we got a little morbid and off topic there, <laughs> folks. Let's get right back on it with December 11th, 2529. So three and a half years. Yep, three and a half years later. And we'll see that sometimes. Occasionally it's a few year jump. She tried to use her illegal entry protocols, so-called PIs, to uh, access a non-essential subroutine and... It was for a, I think it was for a covenant system, and she failed miserably, essentially, because now they're trying to break into some of their systems, and it's just not working. But I think she said that they did get their hands on, like, a jackal shield gauntlet, Mm -hmm. so they're going to try to work on getting into that as well. And then she sketches whatever the heck that thing is right there. Because throughout this as well, there are also just, like, doodles of nothing specific. You can see she's just drawing some shapes and whatnot. And I think mm, you never know. Uh, yeah. And you could also like maybe even make the argument that throughout these, these are getting bigger and bigger. Maybe we're starting to see a decline in her mental health. You never know. That's just speculation on my end. Yeah. And I always love that stuff. Just kind of like right, what could be type thing. Mm-hmm. And now we're going to start to see her be a lot more sporadic in her journaling for now because we're having like these year gaps because we were just in December. Now we're jumping ahead to April 9th, 2530. So a good four months later. Mm-hmm. And this is kind of where Halsey's like, I really, I don't know where Mendez is. Yep. Mendez, like not a lot of people know. He's just disappeared. He's not dead and no one's really acting worried. But all of a sudden we notice Mendez is gone. And she's like, I need to figure out what's going on with him. I'm going to monitor the situation. And she even sketches him. And I like he's in like a reach helmet from Mm -hmm. the game. This is around the time, though, which correct me if I'm wrong. Some new Spartans are starting to be trained. Mm, That's a plausibility. So, you know, and she brings it up later. Like, he's still gone, but we know why he's gone. Like why he all of a sudden mysteriously just disappeared. Not dead, mind you. Everyone knows he's alive. We just don't know where the heck he is. Yeah, it's kind of that, that, that same thing of like, oh, just, you know, don't ask questions about it. He's uh, he's good. <laughs> he's he's all right. Exactly. You know? And now we jump ahead. So we have a couple of short entries. Got a little bit coming up, too. Uh, but we're at July 12th, 2531, a good one year later. Mm-hmm. And Section 3 has a new generation of AI to protect its own assets. These AI also protect Oni. Which Halsey was when she was trying to break into their system. Yeah, because and it's it's like she even sketches like what the AI kind of like looks like on a screen and says, I see you. So, again, there's that game of cat and mouse going on where she just like she's trying to break into her own company's systems. Yeah, because she's like, what? Why is there this much security? What are they trying to hide from, especially me, mm-hmm. who works yeah. here? Yeah, and I'm like the smartest person ever. And then off to like at a 90 degree angle, she writes on the side of this page and she says, Jacob has agreed to take her. I'll miss her, but it's for the best. So again, back she, to that baby. We reference a baby and now Jacob's agreeing to take her. Mm-hmm. So start putting things together. I mean, we're not going to say just <laughs> yet. You know, keep all these little notes on the side. 
in yeah. mind. They're obviously talking about their fantasy football trophy <laughs> that Halsey's been holding on to this whole time. Exactly. <laughs> and now, now we're once again jumping ahead another year, a good year, like the blimp. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There we go. Dad joke of the day. Uh, actually, it's about six months because we're at January 18th, 2532. Halsey starts to learn that the augmentation chemicals from the Spartan 2 project are being routed to three Oni labs. Mm-hmm. And again, anytime they Oni even breathes the direction of her Spartan project, she starts freaking out because now all of a sudden she's like, they're trying to create more Spartans, which is fine, but they're not doing it without my guidance. Mm-hmm. And she's she's tracking down all the loose ends and she can't find anyone responsible. Like she can't find anyone who knows anything genuinely. And so she's she's starting to she suspects that Oni thinks that she won't pursue further knowledge of the new Spartan project. She won't back down. So she she starts to play coy after a while. I was like, all right, clearly nothing's coming out of this. But in her journal, she's like, oh, no, I'm not gonna let this go. She says they won't underestimate me. And she even highlights that in blue. So she's really, really ticked off right now. Oh, yeah. And it took her a full two years to think about it because we (laughs) jump ahead to November 10th, 2533. And this is where Ozzy's kind of talking about that third-gen AIs are starting to destroy themselves due to Mm self-preservation. And she's saying that she has a solution to make three AIs who vote on any decisions. Yep. So she's making a democracy Mm -hmm. within these AIs. That clearly doesn't work out in the long run, but I mean, hey. She's trying it, though. She's trying to figure out, like, all right, so I'm basically playing God. How can I kind of you know, deal within this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I like that she even sketches, like, the three AIs right here who are just chit-chatting among themselves, look like some kind of Greek goddesses. But again, those sketches that she puts in throughout all of this, I love. Always cool stuff going on in here. And again, another entry a year later, December 25th, 2534, Halsey has just, just a little bit to write and discusses the fourth dimension and slipstream vessels with a colleague. So just kind of that touch of... Really, how can they speed up travel? And, and we'll can kind of go in with that. And it's a lot of mumbo jumbo jib jab science talk that I know nothing about. Yeah. And so after, you know, she kind of goes through this in detail in scientific speak. Uh, we see that on January 7th, 2535. So just a week or two later, two weeks later, uh, we see a very familiar armor. Yeah, she sketches to the left Mjolnir Mark IV armor. And this is a very basic concept, but... She's still breaking down how everything works, and she's starting to talk about, I want to do more with this than what I think our technological limitations can, so she's Mm -hmm. starting to reevaluate that. But she does have a budget meeting, which I love is, it's in like the midst of a war, but yet they still break down like rudimentary budget meetings. I think that's hilarious. It's it's so interesting, because we do that now, but I'm Mm -hmm. just so weirded out by it. Mm Mm-hmm. That you have like, oh, no, we're just sending people to die. It's happening. But listen, here's the thing. Pa- Paul's asking in payroll um, where we're going to kind of get all this. So yeah. let's, let's sketch this out. You know, we stopped uh, using gold for the value of money years ago, but whatever. Yeah. How are those credits going? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> sounds good. But yeah. And she she learns that she can't get an increased budget for her Mjolnir project. And so she's like, OK, that's cool. She's like. I'm going to see how far I can get with this. Mm-hmm. So like, we're going to max out the credit card. Yeah. You know, ask for uh, ask for forgiveness, ask for forgiveness not, not for permission. permission. Doesn't always work out, just an FYI, but you still could do that. Still do it all the time. <laughs> Best life advice. But then at the end of it, she breaks down. She sketches the Mark IV helmet, and it's almost like how it's broken up. 
and she breaks down the generations of armor that she's planning and the differences. So Mark IV, standard vacuum survival system, standard fusion power, and radar sensory package. But in Mark V, it's a smart AI strata to house symbiotic intelligence, upgrade comm links, passive strength technologies, full vacuum environmental system, improved fusion power, third generation PZ material system. In case you guys aren't writing this down, I highly suggest you do. Enhanced radar and low-light tracking, sensory package, and then in the Mark VI, we have active stealth package, next-gen EVA technology, possible covenant-enabled technology, ooh, energy shield, integrated plasma energy system, null-gravity assist package, all the goodies, along with modular environmental package that can be field-swapped, improved anti-plasma shield layers, biofoam injector, radar, thermal, and motion tracking sensor packages, and next-gen PZ systems. And if you think we're done, we have one more gen, which is the Mark VII armor. Next-gen fusion plasma hybrid technology, atmospheric insertion systems, slip space de-insertion capabilities, active AI transfer protocols, and limited shaping of energy shield, partial overlaps, airfoils, etc., you know, etc. because you already knew what she was talking about. But then she starts to just sketch out more and more of the individual parts of the Mjolnir armor down to the limb, even breaking down like on the leg. This is where your three shot combat evolved pistol goes. That's in the notes, too. She's like, yo, in this game, it only takes three shots. Well, of course. I mean, that, that's that's really how you know, you know, when you know. <laughs> yeah. And, and so it's really neat like i i once again hats off to everyone who worked on this because the detail in it's beautiful and if this was just in the game i don't think i would have read any of it yeah if like if this was one of those things like where it's journal like, entries you found and like, i can't do that in games whatsoever mm-hmm. it's like here's a book i'm like, like, like never like here's the thing skyrim that's probably some great books in there but I'm never going to read any I'm of them. I'm never going to read them, man. Like, no, but but thank you for putting them around for me. To I'm find. replaying Bioshock, and they're like, here's some journals. I'm like, next. Yeah. Moving like, on. Yeah. It's unfortunate. But, alas, we jump back in. And this is where, on November 22nd, 2535, so end of the year, Halsey sketches a needler. But she mm-hmm. expresses how she has no idea how it works. Yep. And because she even puts, what's going on here? Yeah, because I love that you can see on the drawing, she just takes, like, the spikes out of the top and just, like, segments them. And she's like... These are spikes in it. I don't know what they are or kind of how that goes into it or works. But... We don't know how literally any of this works. Please, for the love of Christ, help us. Yeah. yeah. So she luckily did get a cache of Covenant weapons mm-hmm. that were picked up on a battlefield. And again, she's perplexed because she has no idea how any of these works. And she unfortunately concludes, we cannot replicate this technology. Like, So it's like so just like... She understands that, like, how advanced and insane this is. She's like, there's mm-hmm. no way we're getting this advanced. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But now we have some hope because January 10th, 2536, Leonard Galipsy, who is a graduate student for Dr. Foster, actually broke into the system for a Jackal Shield gauntlet. And she, which is crazy. Yeah. And they talk about how it was an older model. And so they're actually starting to break down the components. She starts to sketch it out. And again, just the amount of detail that is going into some of these sketches, you can even see the difference between pen and pencil. Like pencil is used right now to show like the jackal's arm and then like pen. On top to give like the uh the two different materials type Mm -hmm. thing. Yeah. So it's kind of like 
it's just amazing. So the attention to detail is awesome. And so now this is like really exciting because they finally have some kind of breakthrough. And she even sketches the anatomy at one point of a jackal as well. And now she's starting to say, can we use this for Mjolnir, though? And she does notice that there's some kind of symbol that's elevated and glowing on top of part of this equipment. And it's a forerunner symbol itself. If mm-hmm. I ever decipher all Forerunner Covenant stuff, I'll be able to tell you what that yes, means. Yes, Jesse's doing the Covenant alphabet, The specifically the elites speak, and he's going to break down all of Forerunner everything. I am. Well, actually, on this next entry, there is some Covenant language right there sketched out. You're not out. wrong. You're not wrong. Because on May 25th, 2537, so a year and five months later, Halsey and Kalmia start to decipher the meta covenant language Mm -hmm. and that's where she's like you said on there she started to sketch some of the symbols and trying to do rudimentary like english alphabet letters and words and like what is these things did she ever watch arrival it's pretty simple after a few months yeah she just watched it she's been easy (laughs) duh (laughs) now see now we have this next entry and how long is the difference between those two alex we're looking at six Years. A little under six years. Yeah, March 18th, 2543. Because Halsey lost this journal, mm-hmm. first thing she says is found it. She actually bought a new journal, and now she goes, now I have to put everything I put in that new journal into this old journal. Yeah, here's my question. That's kind of like having a new iPhone and losing it before release, and, and that she's just like, meh. I have all these really important <laughs> notes and other things that are very top secret, but... I'm all right. Well, she does also talk about, and I said why this journal is so important. It's because she says, this is my way. I put things in here I don't put on, like, the network. Yeah. She, like, she, this is my way of keeping secrets. So, because well, it's writing in paper, which mm-hmm. is super archaic at the time. Well, well, Dwight from The Office, he says he has a journal because <laughs> he keeps secrets from his computers. Exactly. So, so I think they kind of got, like, probably inspiration from Dwight from The Office. 100%. For that, I can see it. Eric Nyland, please let us know when you inevitably <laughs> listen to this episode. Yeah, uh-huh. So Halsey, you know, she like, like Jesse said, he's, she's put all these notes kind of back in there from her other journal that she's had, getting that stuff ready, and then we jump over to March 21st, three days later, 2543. And this is where Halsey starts to experiment with the idea of separating part of an AI and then regenerating it. And again, there's some mumbo-jumbo science talking here, but I think she says that like the separation of this stuff or like having a missing part of it should be no longer than eight days and it's still a highly experimental process and she's designating it as non-sanctioned until she carefully weighs the long-term ramifications Mm -hmm. so again lots of science talk and then just a random sketch of some cubes at the bottom you know how it'd be and then oh we also have these odd sketches because she always sketches these hands in this very square format yeah it's interesting yeah and then like we have like that and then she's like sketching the lines of of this notebook as well so again a lot of the sketches in here also don't have explanations i know we did you notice that those those symbols at the bottom that she's kind of sketching those hexagons are like loading screen of mcc Ooh, see now we know where they got the inspiration from halsey's journal there you go alex Digging them true facts out. (laughs) You know how it is. Uh, So now we jump over to May 20th, 2544, a year and two months later. Section 3 has tried and failed several counterinsurgency strategies against the Covenant. A majority of her projects, though, have shown to be the outliers against the Covenant, obviously. 
like Spartan team and whatnot. So she's like, my, my stuff's working. Yeah, and like all the research into like the Jackal Gauntlet and, mm-hmm. and obviously breaking into their tech. And she's saying that she's going to use the tech that they've kind of pulled from the old Gauntlet into the Mjolnir armor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this was a, a process that took a few years to do because uh, they don't even get shielded armor until what, 2552? And it's 2440, it's 2444 right now. So yeah. it's crazy that it's like, okay, we're going to do this, but it takes so damn long to do. Mm-hmm. But now we have September 3rd, 2547. A colleague, Dr. Canterfield, is asking Halsey for help regarding some work with slip space. And he wants to make the jumps more accurate and faster. And Halsey wants to help because this can help the war entirely. Mm-hmm. But she sees this as she has to leave some of her research behind for now to help with these formulas. And she actually sketches these out on the notebook. Do you know what any of that is, Alex, that I'm looking at right now? Yeah, because I can barely see it from this far. But, mm, dude, that formula, that's slip space. I don't even recognize a vast majority. I don't think other uh, I than, recognize uh, it because, honestly, hold on, push his glasses up. I understand pretty much all of that that's in there <laughs> because I am science. <laughs> because I am science. Now things start to pick up a little bit. Yes. So we jump one day ahead on September 4th, 2547. Halsey writes that she has had an idea for years. Yeah. She's, she, she has this idea that she's going to implement. Yeah. And she sees now that she has really the opportunity to bring it to life now. Like, like it's been this long, but she can really do it. The frigate tripping light has arrived at the dry dock and kind of whatever her plan is, it involves the FTL drive, the faster than light drive. Mm -hmm. But she says she must act quickly. All of a sudden, though, we have two pages ripped from this notebook. Mm -hmm. This was by design for anyone who is curious, because remember the first time I read this, I was like... You're pissed off. You're like, I was what like, the hell? I really hope nothing was important here, but I was like... Because I, I remember I read this when I was working third shift, so I was like, eh, not going to cry over spilt milk. Next. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it, it, it's it's odd, and we'll talk a little bit more about like the manufacturing and kind of really what made this book special, but these were purposely ripped out. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, so we have two pages that were purposely ripped out by Dr. Halsey's claw-like fingers herself (laughs) yeah and to start that off we're on september 5th 2547 so a day after we get like this big news that she's going to do deal with this ftl drive and we see that halsey mourns over the idea that most of her friends from her youth are dead Mm -hmm. and that her only friends are ais like it, it starts off with such like a morbid like quiet somber Mm -hmm. read yeah she just literally says most of my friends from my youth are now dead and then some of the last lines are but it occurs to me because she's referring to the ais but it occurs to me they are all technically dead too or perhaps burning brighter more alive than any of us question mark and she sketches a little candle Mm -hmm. so we start to see some depression kind of set in clearly i think we do see somewhat of a mental health decline throughout this. It's very subtle, though. Yeah, and we see kind of, even in real life, whatever you want to call it, people who become so absorbed with their work, they kind of realize they, they get rid of like any personal relationships, any of that stuff that's kind of happened. She's like, yeah, mm-hmm. like, I had childhood friends, but now it's only been me and these AIs have been working on forever. Yeah. But alas, 
We now jump ahead a year and a half, and we're on March 24th, 2549. And this is where Halsey starts to describe recent work with scanning AI brains and putting the seeds of them into AI. So kind of trying to bring them down the line. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And she even starts to sketch out and break down the neural link from an AI to a human because she sketches, you know, basically how the technology is going to mm-hmm. work. And then now we have, and this is a, this is a ooh, chilling one, May 21st, 2549. She says, today I broke civilian laws, UNSC military regulations, and the UN colonial moral dictata far from the first time extreme measures, necessary measures. And she basically breaks down how she cloned herself. Mm-hmm. So she sketches that there is just a handful of vats with her. Yeah. Essentially. And they're all deformed and they look like aliens themselves. They really do. It looks like one looks like Mew. Another one just looks like a just floating baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't I don't know why I maybe looked so much into this, but she sketches a seed with that's starting to sprout. But there's a smudge on it as if like she's I don't know. I feel like there's a lot with this little image right here, like the fact that like the ink was still wet and she smudged her thumb. Mm-hmm. As a lefty, I do that all the time, not on purpose. She's probably right-handed, so there's something. Yeah, there. she's she's normal. <laughs> <laughs> Jokes of the day. Yeah. So so we then get on July 29th, 2549, that Halsey has successfully taken all of the brains from the clones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and she says that she's several weeks out from completion of transferring her brain. So she's getting these clones kind of worked up and she wants to transfer her brain over to here to kind of get the AI going. But she doesn't know if she should tell the AI there are clones of her brain and kind of references back to Ralph. I don't I don't. All she says is not after what happened to Ralph. I'm unclear about that. Me too. Very unclear about that. But listen, Ralph, if you're out there, we're sorry. Please let us know. And, and she- if you know what, if you're named Ralph. Take offense to this. Take call, offense. Call How dare she? Let us know in the comments. Let us know in chat for this uh, very live recorded podcast. <laughs> what do you think, Ralph? Because we're out here for you. So, yeah, then we move on to September 9th, 2549. So Arcadia is gone, but she breaks down how it was attacked once, but Preston Cole took, took the enemy out. Mm-hmm. And after 18 years colonists slowly started repopulating the planet and it became kind of a sign of uh humanity's resilience like look you guys tried and failed and Uh, we're gonna be back yeah same thing that we'll see what happens with reach but like the same idea yeah and so basically that's what happens is they come back and they do destroy it and she watches the report to learn from it because they said she says there's a satellite out in the distance that records 90 percent of Mm -hmm. the attack and the glassing but she just can't stomach it. But she has to watch it because she yeah. has to learn from it. And finally, around the end, the pl- the the uh, satellite does get taken out. Mm-hmm. Now we're on to September 14th, 2549, just a mere five days later. Halsey writes that she hacked into redacted portions of reports and saw that this time at Arcadia, the Covenant didn't shoot down civilian ships fleeing the planet. They instead focused fire on shuttles outbound trajectories Mm -hmm. and they usually always take out civilian ships Mm because they're trying to kill every human so automatically she's trying to figure out like "Mm, this is weird i have no idea what's going on but something to note is at the very end of this at the very bottom she sketches miranda keys and i Mm. think miranda keys is probably a younger 20s at this point i'm not going to do the math yeah it's interesting i mean it's a shame 
that uh, Keyes' daughter really didn't get to see the fancy football trophy over <laughs> at the time. So I, you know, I guess there's just that. Yeah, and then we have November 7th, 2549, and Halsey starts to break down that specimens H2, 3, and 4 are in cryogenic suspension, but H1 has been transferred and authenticated into an AI matrix strata. So she creates Cortana because Cortana actually says, my name is Cortana, but that wasn't the first word she spoke. The first thing she said was in Italian, when the game is over, the king and the pawn go into the same box. And Halsey actually said that that is what her mother said to her the first time that Halsey beat her mom in chest. Basically saying that's what losers say. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty <laughs> and, much. Yeah. And so she's impressed with with Cortana and everything she's able to accomplish so far. And then essentially she – what language is this? Do you know at all? Uh, it looks like Sanskrit, but I don't know if it's a real actual language. Yeah, I can't tell if that's a real language or if it's just an odd sketch. She's sketching something at the bottom. Could be gibberish. Could be anything. Bunch of jib-jab. The good old jib... Oh, man, jib-jab's great. Anyway, <laughs> so next we're on to April 6, 2550. So we're a good... What was it? Seven months? Sure, let's go with that. Five months? Five Math months later. adds up. Five months later... Halsey tries to keep Miranda from joining the military, but she suspects she did so to impress her father. And we learned that Miranda would hardly reply to her mother's letters. Mm -hmm. Which letters in 2550. How poetic. <sighs> How boomer. How <laughs> but we, we do learn also that she also changed her last name from Halsey to Keys. Mm -hmm. So this is, this is confirmation right now that Miranda Keys is... The child of Dr. Catherine Halsey and Jacob Keys. Yeah, she's the ultimate powerhouse of the best ship navigator ever and the biggest scientist ever. Essentially, yeah, that's why she was such a great commander. But I, they, if correct me if I'm wrong, there was never a hint of this in the lore all up until this. There was never a hint. No, we we get Keys in. Cole Protocol with her. But we ne I think that's pretty much yeah. all we get. And there was an implied romance between the two, but there was there was nothing ever linking Miranda. That was Keys. Con confirmed. Yeah. And ever. so so this is basically saying this is it. And she's, you know, basically just breaks down like I don't have the greatest relationship with my daughter, but she does behind the scenes get her assigned to the outermost colonies on the Hilbert on a science vessel. Basically, like, she'll be safe out there. Mm -hmm. No one's gonna... Or, like, she's not gonna see any action. But then she sees action, yep. and she ends up taking out some Covenant ships, and she is one of two survivors that make it out of an escape pod. And so after all that, Lord Hood personally presented her with a new commander's insignia, a silver star, and her own frigate to command in amber clad. Yeah. And so it's like the exact opposite of what she wanted to yeah, happen. Yeah, it's, 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 it's kind of that fate of it. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. the fate of being like, all right, we're going to put her out there. It's okay. She's just going to be on like, you know, a lazy science assignment. She's now a commander and has a ship. Okay, that did not work. That opposite. And she says, after years of silence, she invited me to the ceremony. I didn't go. Because her father would be there, 
because I am neck deep in the final stages of half a dozen projects. I know why I didn't go. I don't want to say it. And then she sketches what I assume is Miranda as a child. Mm -hmm. So it just like, wow. Like, it's just so bizarre. Like, you are starting to see a decline in Dr. Catherine Halsey as a person. 100%. Like we saw earlier, she was taking care of Miranda, then gave her up and gave him over Jacob and just kind of is slowly, slowly declining. Mm Mm-hmm. And now we jump ahead to two months later, June 3rd, 2550. Professor Laszlo Sorvad started an archaeological survey near the village of Visegrad. He, along with Section 2, leaked information about the site, stating there was a pre-colonization meteorite there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and by the way, she sketches him. So this is the scientist that we see at the beginning of Halo Reach. Yes. So this is that backstory, essentially, that we're going to start to get that was cut. From the game, remember? Yeah, 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 because now we're getting pretty much up to the game. We're, we're starting to get there for sure, yeah. Yeah, at least some, some pre-stuff that's going to like leak into why she was there, why all this stuff kind of happened with Noble Team. Mm-hmm. It's coming. Uh, but yeah, she questions their reasoning and why they didn't just lie. Yeah, because initially they just said they found some kind of meteorite. They're like, she's like, why didn't they just tell the villagers that it was just toxic so they should stay away? Because people are going to be like, yeah, that's toxic. Forget that. Yeah, I'm but when, here. when you say like, hey, there's this dope meteorite from pre-colony, <laughs> you're like, sweet. Bring the family. Let's, let's do, a do it. Let's yeah. do it. Yeah. So then we now move on to November 23rd, 2550. And Halsey is writing that there is this new UNSC regulation regarding confidentiality and non-disclosure. And she thinks that this is regarding some new information that they're getting at Visegrad. She's like, okay, we're starting to get a lot of interesting information here. Now the UNSC is really like dialing down on making sure that no secrets are kept or no secrets are going out. Are going out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're all. And she's starting to question like, who is doing this? Like, and she finally ends this. And I like that she references, she says, I, you know, I wish that Anders, that Anders girl was still here because I, you know, she would be so interested in this right now. Anders, remember from Halo Wars, who mm-hmm. I think in the lore we might learn later on, uh, had learned a lot from Dr. Halsey. Yeah. Now we're ahead uh, about four months. February 20th, 2551. Admiral Yespress Jeremy something like that, something like that, has taken Reach's largest medical facility out of orbit and transitioned it into slipspace. Halsey questions, why'd you do that? Because it's like in the eve of this war when we kind of need this right now, pal. We kind of need the largest medical facility. That would be real, real cool. Yasubris, Jeromey, what the hell? Halsey suspects some kind of experiments are happening, but all questions have kind of led to dead ends. Like there's, there's really... No loose ends for this to kind of be dug up on what's going on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so then on February 27th, 2551, you know, she's she's trying to figure out what's going on. She has a lot of dead ends. Mm -hmm. But the hopeful returns. Uh, I think it was a ship that was that was was part of the facility. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Jerome actually invites her on the ship. And Mm -hmm. it's like, look at everything I've done. Awesome. Awesome. And so he does tell her, like, listen, like in the middle of conversation, like. I know you're asking about me. I know you're asking about this. I can't tell you what's going on. And he says, quote, if I say anything, they'd stuff me into one of these new top secret banded security satchels and file it under open mouth incinerate. He's right. So and she even 
kind of sketches him on fire. There. Oh, it's like, it's like soul kind of leaving him. <laughs> yeah. Oof, interesting. So many secrets. But we, so many secrets. We do learn a little bit. So May 10th, 2551, so a couple months later, Halsey writes that Sorvad can sometimes be an idiot. Mm-hmm. She urged him to migrate some of the population away from the dig site. So we're getting back to kind of what is going on at that dig site. Mm-hmm. And Halsey's keeping an eye on the villagers to make sure none of them disappear. Because like, she, she thinks they'll go investigating and Section 3 will take them out. Yes. I mean, it's kind of like Area 51 in the area and you can't go over there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so she she talks about how she finds a way to go, listen, they're the only ones that have been exposed to the dig site, so we need to keep all of them alive because they're potential test subjects. Mm-hmm. So she does this weird thing of, like, speaking evil to Section 3, but she's really trying to but save lives. But she's really lives. saving people's lives. Yeah. yeah. And and she she does this, which is, which is fantastic. Then we see what I really love is she sketches the firefight map from our first mission on Reach. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I think that's, like, really interesting that she does that. Uses that blue highlighter she loves to kind of put some shading in there. I think it's very interesting because I didn't, I guess I didn't realize that that dig site was so close to Visegrad. I guess it makes sense because it's kind of like where you're landing in it and you're like, okay, we're trying to figure out what's going around this area that we already thought we had control over, but somehow mm-hmm. the Covenant got in. Yeah. And so she also feels like that Sorvad it might potentially be a security risk down along the line mm-hmm. but moving on we're at may 15th 2552 and kalmaya so yeah, a good year later yeah kalmaya has caught a glimpse of several documents from the vice admiral and these documents ranged from transfers of the spartan twos to non-spartan two detachments halsey knows this has been going on for years and she plans on getting to the bottom of it so again going back to people are messing around with my spartans mm-hmm. and we have some detachments that aren't spartan twos I need to figure out what the hell is going on here. Quick. Yeah. And then we jump to July 18th, 2552. Halsey reads the Vice Admiral's reports from Sigma Octanus 4. She states that the UNSC were able to fight off the Covenant not only once, but twice on the planet. Mm-hmm. She sees Keyes' name on the report and skips to the end to make sure he survived. So it's like, I mean, could, could you imagine that? You're like, okay, let's do this document. Baby daddy's on here. Um, <laughs> is he good? Uh, okay, he's good. He's good. He's good. Mm-hmm. But then what's great is that she does learn about a strategy to defeat the Covenant, and Section 2 has already named it the Keys Loop. Yeah, because we learned it was basically almost immediately after he did it. People yeah. are starting to say, like, hey, that was a cool loop you got there. What should we call that? Wait. You did this? Ah, it's Keys Loop. Keys Loop. Let's you know, do that. You know, just the Keys Loop. Uh, but Halsey also discovers a redacted section regarding Blue Team's mission on the ground. So much black ink. Yeah, she questions why on Earth or on Reach <laughs> the Spartans were even there. Mm-hmm. But she does sketch this really cool bonfire and captions it, Spirit of Fire. I don't, I don't know, man. Some some of these, Who knows? and you see some coffee stains on both of these pages. But yeah, so then we move on to July 20th. 2552, and the Vice Admiral is pretending he never gave Halsey access to the files regarding Sigma Octanus 4, and she notices a cr- uh, increase in security regarding things like that. So mm. she now knows something is hiding. So he's maybe he didn't purposely, or maybe he realized he shouldn't have given her access, and he's like, oh, I never gave you access to that. Why are people so... This is general universe. Why are people so dumb? When it's like, I oh, I didn't give you access. She's like, yeah, he's like, nope. 
I'm not nope. hiding anything. Increase security, boys. Increase yeah. security. Let's <laughs> yeah, go. Like, mm, obviously, you are. But then we jump over to one day later, July 21st, 2552. Halsey receives a cryptic message from Sorvad. And that message says, major breakthrough, latchkey discovery. Can't leave field to deliver in person. Do not trust data link I have here. This is too big, too important. We'll send through Visegrad Communication Relay Hub. Stand by. And then she states that she hasn't heard from him now in six hours. But, you know, obviously she's not going to rush him or urge him to feel like, I really need this now. She's kind of like, you know, maybe it's going to take him time to do it. Yeah, because she, she's, you know, this isn't the norm, but this is essentially, if it's that important, this is what needs to happen. Yeah. But then shortly after, July 23rd, 2552, communication has been lost with Visegrad, and Halsey lists the possibilities of what happens, which is internal uh, subterfuge, uh, perhaps another Section 3 or Beta 5 project, insurgent action, no laughing matter if somehow this silence means the start of a larger attack, exactly when we don't need that distraction, the, or finally, the Covenant the depth of the technology hasn't been plumbed at all, and if somehow the cold protocol has been breached, so kind of like a lot of tension building right now. Mm-hmm. And we do learn that the vice admiral is fully aware that communications have been lost. Mm-hmm. He shares Halsey's concerns, but said he won't let her know when the people on site were located, like, like what's going on. Yeah, and I think this is one of the few times where they're on the same level because mm-hmm. they're both like, okay— we may not like each other, but this isn't good at all because all of a sudden we're getting these breakthroughs. Uh, Visegrad is like reaches communication, like yeah. what's going on here. Yeah. So then July 24th, 2552, Halsey caught wind of a special forces team sent to investigate the down communications. She also learns that another team was sent in called Noble Team mm-hmm. once the first team went missing. She also investigates anomalies in the atmosphere and glitches with slip space and radar monitoring. And she feels that all of these events at the same time happening, it's not coincidental. Because isn't that kind of what happens with how Keyes discovers that they're, they're, uh, the Covenant's coming to reach? He sees like some kind of anomaly. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like all these things happening at once. And I think this would be such an interesting read if you knew nothing about Halo. Because it is building some tension. I wish there was more stuff like this. Just And there probably is. Like, if you guys have anything like this in, like, sci-fi or fantasy aspects, I would love to know of just, like, journalistic stuff mm-hmm. of just a random universe. Yeah. I think it'd be fun. And then on July 26, 2552... It's my mom's birthday, by the way. Happy birthday, Mom. So two days later, Halsey writes that the data in Sorvad's last message was compromised. She did also, unfortunately, learn of his death. She outlines his genius and his love for his family. Again, I think that's kind of that exposition we were supposed to get in Halo Reach that was cut. Yeah, to, to get more into that family aspect instead of being random guy who dies to find daughter mm-hmm, like yeah. type thing. And she also finds that the involvement of zealots in collecting his information is important. Yeah, she's like, why the hell are zealots on the planet now? What's yeah, going on? Yeah, because by this time, we've already had enough you know, interest in the Covenant to learn that, okay, that is you know, the high religious aspect of it. Why mm-hmm. are they there? Yeah, but we're also learning the Covenant are on Reach now. Granted, it's a small force, still not a good sign. Yeah, and so with the Covenant on Reach, Cortana needs an update on Operation Red Flag. Mm-hmm. Remember, that's all the Spartans are going to go kidnap a prophet. Mm-hmm. We're going to find some kind of truce. Bring them back, capture their flag, get the score, <laughs> and win. But Halsey learns of the new Spartans that, other than George, 
are not hers. Mm -hmm. She also sees that most of Georgia's service record has now been redacted because this is right after the after the scene where she meets them in in Halo Reach. So yeah, she, yeah in, her, in her little base. Mm -hmm, yeah, because she actually sketches George in his armor, and she notices that a lot of their armor has been modified for the feel, which she specifically designed the armor not to be. She also notices that Noble Team are much younger, mm -hmm. that they're still augmented by the way they move, but they're younger. So in case people want to figure out why she was so casual with, like, the Spartans in, in Halo Reach... When they're Spartan 3s, it weren't her because she was so busy at this point. She said, okay, I'm going to take note of this, but I have suspected Spartans out there that are not mine for years now. Well, and we now learn a lot from this journal. She internalizes so much. Like mm -hmm. this journal, I think, is her way out of like, this is where she can scream like, what the what the hell is this? Who, whose program is this? But on the outside, she's like, okay, I got this package for you to deliver. Here, please take this. Yeah, because she, I think she even like picks at him. She goes, are you a Spartan or a puppet? And I don't think that was a rhetorical question. I think that was almost a literal question. Like, are you like, mm -hmm. are you a Spartan or a puppet? <laughs> but really, are you a Spartan? Yeah. <laughs> like, like, or are you just, once again, are you just an Oni figurehead, which they pretty much are mm -hmm. Yeah, for this mission? So then August 3rd, 2552, Halsey writes that Cortana and herself have confirmed that Blue Team will need Cortana's expertise for Operation Red Flag. So that's when she decides to split Cortana in two. One will stay on reach for research and one will go with Blue Team and John to help them figuring out the plans for Operation Red Flag. Because mm -hmm. I think I think she says it later, they're actually supposed to reunite before Red Flag. Yes. And then on August 5th, 2552, Halsey successfully separates Cortana into two halves and continues to run tests. Mm -hmm. She also writes that she has not slept in days, and she plans on following up with Cortana on how she feels. Mm -hmm. Yep, and then she even sketches her little chip right there. Yeah, little chip. So she still has time to sketch, work on her art, and then... <laughs> she makes time. She makes time. <laughs> See, if Halsey can find time for, for, her, for her art... So can you. Mm -hmm. There's no excuse. She's the smartest woman in this universe. So then we move on to August 12th, 2552. Battle group Leviathan and Iroquois return to Reach for emergency refitting and repair. Halsey also checks the upgrades to the Mjolnir armor and the new specs for John's armor. So remember, guys, why is the Pillar of Autumn on Reach? Now we know. Again, mm -hmm. it's, it, this is kind of like a 343 three thing of like, you have to read this journal to kind of understand a lot of it. But, I mean, this does fill in a lot of gaps that... Well, especially for a material where you can't physically tell this story in the game mm -hmm. without people going insane. Yeah. And so then Keys actually comes and visits Halsey, and they talked about the Keys loop, and then they also talked about Miranda for a while. And as that they were leaving... Halsey goes to shake his hand, Jacob Key's hand, mm -hmm. but he kisses her on the cheek. Aww. And she, you know, she says, as I said, ever the gentleman. And she even sketches his pipe and him smoking his pipe. So no matter what, she she has always been infatuated with him. Mm -hmm. Probably never been really with anyone else, A, because she doesn't have the time, but B, because he, he left such a lasting impression on her. She also sketches John on the next page reaching out his hand for whatever reason. I don't know why to be like, hey, what's up? I think it's kind of like the like, because it, it's almost like a picking up motion, like like yeah, grabbing true. your hand type thing because he's in mm -hmm. his full armor. Yeah. So she meets with John to undergo his surgery and 
he'll be learned that he'll be fitted with Cortana. And she notes that he is still the same boy that she met years ago, who is just this leader who is brave, takes no crap, essentially. Mm -hmm. But she also realizes how many she has lost over or how many of those she has lost over the years. So she always hearkens back to this idea of I have lost too many people. Yeah. And it's just what I love is because this is her own inner monologue slowly coming out. Mm -hmm. We then on August 24th, 2552. So 12 days later, Halsey is shown a hologram of an object. And then she proceeds to sketch the glyphs that were on the object itself. Then I'm going to have to translate one day. Yes, you will. (laughs) But she has no idea where it came from. You know, she's kind of thinking like it came from somewhere within Oni, but what? Yeah, this part was a little confusing. Like, she, it just like, I guess, like it was a pop up and she's like, ah, oh, stupid spam. But she's like, wait, <laughs> wait. <laughs> but what if it's more? And then the glyphs are similar to the glyphs that they discovered at Visegrad. Mm-hmm. And Halsey confirms that the object isn't from the covenant, but something before them. Of course, it's not human. It's not covenant. What is it? But then on August 27th, 2552, Halsey meets with all the Spartans who will be part of Operation Red Flag, and she's glad to see all of her Spartans again, but sad at the fact that there were so many who weren't there as well. Mm -hmm. She won't let her sadness be obvious, though, because she wants to be strong and be that person that the Spartans can still look up to, because that's how she looks at herself. She's like, they looked up to me growing up, and I still have to be that person that they can look up to. Mm-hmm. So she quickly sketches Cortana, who is going through like all of these glyphs, like sitting there. It's kind of how like when we see her in in the package in Halo Reach, yes. she's just sitting there going through them. So she continues to prepare the Mark V armor and prepares Cortana for her test with John. And she says that she has four small tasks remaining. Mm-hmm. And then on August 29th, two days later, 2552, she notes that surgery on John was a success. Halsey notes a large amount of scar tissue on his body, but no evidence of brain damage. Mm-hmm. I, I love that detail of, like, he's been through hell and back. Yeah, but his brain, still good. Mm-hmm. John is three hours to recover before the Mark V test, and she sketches his helmet and then with uh, next to a can of biofoam. Mm-hmm. I love, like, almost like walking into this disaster, because now it's August 30th, 2552, and she's furious about the idea that Ackerson had something to do with the missile incident during John and Cortana's test. Because remember, a, a helicopter or whatever came in. Yeah, helicopter and shot, and a shot missile everything up. And yeah. Like, yeah. Halsey suggests that he may have suffered from a mental breakdown, he as in Ackerson, mm-hmm. and he needs to be taken into custody. And she also learns that his agents have been sneaking around the dig site of Visegrad. Mm. So all of a sudden, a lot of moving parts are going on here. Mm-hmm. And then this is where we have no more dates. So now we just have a to-do list. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to read this all to you. Prepare Kalmaya. Check. Finalize and compile a Cortana firmware update. Check. Upgrade the package for transfer. Check. The tunnel, if there's time. That's never been checked. Net purge enable XX147. Check. Note to Miranda. Send out on hopeful. Check. Prep all backups for Umbra slip space shot to Earth. Check. And then finally... We just have two more pages left. Mm-hmm. So I'm actually going to read these because they're very short. So this is the second to final. Second to final entry. No date. The Covenant on Reach. Not a scout party. They're here in mass. I've seen the reports of how contained the situation is. Military shorthand for it's hit the fan. We're prepared here in the lab. I've been ready for this since harvest. But to experience it here, it's still sinking in. Final entry. 
must go soon. Jared says perimeter is compromised. Base AI denies it. I'll trust Jared in my own security protocols. Skeleton personnel refused to go. The bastards finally found us. Took long enough. Purge code is beta foxtrot 9987441. Override failsafe Ragnarok in case something happens to me and the journal survives. Noble team here. It's time. And then we have what I like too in the, the end of that journal. A couple of just blank pages. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's we like clearly there was still like even that attention to detail. There was more to write here. Like yeah. flipping through this right now, there was more to that's, write. That's I, like those little things I love because obviously it's not just like uh, it's times my last page of my journal uh, mm-hmm. done. Yeah. Like there was still things that she could have written about. Mm-hmm. But let's now talk about the missing pages because we're not done here yet. Yeah. Nyland had come up with the idea that Halsey would do something that went too far, even for her standards, and her standards are bottom of the barrel. <laughs> <laughs> she is kind of very evil. Oh, yeah. Even though she documented what she had done, she would rip the pages detailing the events out of her journal. The art team on the project had to find a company that would not only print the journal, mm-hmm. but then go in and rip those two specific pages out. Mm-hmm. No more than five journals would be released that had all of the pages intact. And we talked about this too, and 343 is like, oh yeah, someone, we're only gonna, what would you say, it's only going to take a couple weeks? Nyland thought it would take a couple weeks, but it took couple years essentially because i think eventually 343 did have to release it which they did on that cannon fodder post yeah because on may 6 2016 we have a cannon fodder post by jeff easterling it's like uh then you guys really asked about this i, th- I think Here's it was missing pages it's, yeah like it's it's breaking down i think that's right around the time that reach armor came to halo 5 so they're like well, since no one found it, here you guys go. <laughs> and so these are the pages that were ripped out and its procedures and notes. Remember, she was doing something with this pelican that came in. So she listed out everything she did, which was breach the external, internal, and vacuum coupling shields to the singularity. Number two, check probe telemetry systems. Number three, initiate AI seed H7 transfer to the matrix strata within probe. Step four, start the FTP and verify data received. Step five, activate AI seed within matrix. And step six, launch probe. And then she kind of breaks down her observations of that too. Mm -hmm. Now, is this regarding her leaving in first strike? I think it's something like that. Granted, granted, we could be wrong, but... It it sounds just something like that where it's like she's doesn't want people to kind of know. Yeah, like, she's trying to get the hell out. Yeah. She she really is. But yeah, so overall, that right there was the journal. It only took five years or so. No, six years for those missing pages to actually come out and about because mm-hmm. I think 343 was finally like, my God, here you go, people. Get on a forum or something. Well, I would have loved if it was like Bad Willy Wonka. And no one got the books. Like they're still just sitting on like some like random Best Buy dirty shelf somewhere. Oh my god! But yeah, so this journal as well, like uh, most like most notebooks, it has like a little sleeve. Like I have one for the notebook I use at work. Yeah, because I usually put business cards or mm-hmm. like little like torn off notes or just extra mm-hmm. things I have with me. Yeah, so it, it does also come with additional contents, which we could spend another hour reading through all this stuff. But we're just going to tell you but what we're not it going is. To. <laughs> we're not going to because we're pushing two hours here, folks. But yeah, so we have three intersystem news kiosk tear sheets, and it's just talking about that bombing that happened. The, that the ca- terrorist A-bomb. Mm-hmm. 
yeah, that that killed two million. The Bliss was decimated. LCDR Miranda Keys awarded the Silver Star. So keeping an eye out on her daughter still. Well, oh, and that's the thing. It's, it's I think for her, the three most important moments that shifted her life, mm-hmm. or that kind of like were exactly important in it. Yeah. And then we have a DNA sequencing chart of Orion Candidate 047. We also have a bio nano card of our boy Spartan 117. We have a image of that space anomaly that was recorded on a Mars telescope in 2524 accompanied by a note. Mm-hmm. We also have a memo of the UNSC ACRA detailing the glassing of the colony Bliss. Okay, so that does confirm that that was a colony that did get glassed. Mm-hmm. We also have a Oni memo regarding Covenant glyphs accompanied by a photo of symbols on Zhang Healy armor. And I love that they used almost like an older development photo of uh, Zhang Healy from the development of Reach. I yes. thought that was kind of cool. I thought it was smart. And we also had heavily redacted deployment info on noting Spartan 052. Mm-hmm. Sent to Dr. Halsey by Colonel Urban Holland. Yeah, because I think she tried to get a hold of George, and he said, listen, I get you want to recant with an old friend, but you can't right now. Yeah. A print of a screen capture from a security video of Noble Team's operations. Schematic of the Mark IV Mjolnir PAA. Pa. Good old pa. Hand-drawn diagram of the keys loop. A CAA map or a COM map of reach with annotations of Halsey's notes on artifact sites and ONI facilities. Dr. Halsey's ONI security badge, which is... I think really, really amazing. Yeah, because if you shine it under blacklight, her face appears. Her yeah. face isn't on it. It's Otherwise, like, it's just like an opaque kind of see-through mm-hmm. top yeah. portion. Yeah, holding it right here. It's really cool. Like, you can barely see her face. But this is really cool. I'm going to try to use this to get into work. I don't need badges, but I'm going to start. I'm Just do it to get in everywhere, honestly. <laughs> we also have Spartan 2 uh, unit patch, a partial Spartan 2 candidate records of Spartan 051, which is Kurt. And psychological evaluations of Spartan 095 and Spartan 137. 095, the one that got away. Mm. But yeah, so overall, that's everything that came with this journal that I'm holding in my hand. I'm going to put it down now because I've had this journal in my hand for two hours now. I need. And, and you're just disgustingly sweaty right now. My, that. my hand you are is very wet. Puddle of sweat. So now let's talk about what this does for the lore. Mm-hmm. I mean, it does a million things for the lore, but let's break down some of the things we thought were really important. Yeah. And obviously, for me, and I think for you, number one, is full confirmation that Miranda Keys mm-hmm. is love child of Commander Keys and Dr. Halsey. Yeah, because I remember when I read that, like, my jaw dropped. Because it was like, it was such, such a bombshell they dropped on you out of literally nowhere. Well, and you, because you think people have probably speculated for a while of, like, they had this relationship in Fall of Reach, they seemed very adamant, mm-hmm. and Keys just has a random child with no mother. Yeah, but I mean, granted, I will say maybe she was just never referenced. Um, Maybe they didn't have to. Yeah, I could definitely see people starting to speculate, you know, over the years. Digging into kind of anything that led to it and, you know, just trying to figure out more facts about it. People really want to dig Mm -hmm. into the lore or kind of BTS of what they think is going on. So full confirmation, bam, right there. Yeah, and we do also get more insight into... Jacob Keys and Halsey's relationship throughout the years. Yeah, just I think in general. That, I think there still was one. Yeah. They just knew they couldn't be together because of her work, and he probably didn't agree with it. I think both of them still love each other through the end. Absolutely, they do. Yeah. Like, because she's trying not to be obvious about it, but he gives her, like, a big old kiss on the cheek. Like, he knows what he's doing, and he knows that she will think about it later on. Yeah. Which and, I think it's it's awesome that they're, like, Halo, for the most part, hasn't had a lot of, romance 
but when they do implement it, it's done so well. Yeah, it's it's done in a way that's impactful towards the story and not told for no reason to have like some mm-hmm. weird sex scene in a thing. Yeah. Type, type deal. Mm-hmm. But we also do get more insight into the dig site at Visegrad along with the backstory of the scientist and his daughter because it talks about how much he loved his family and how it was really important that he be with them when he moved to reach to work on that. Yeah. And and I think that's amazing that we actually get that and you get verification of the daughter and the scientist and, and get them a little bit of a story that's kind of deserving instead of NPC old doctor one mm-hmm. and NPC Hungarian girl too. Like, so it's kind of like it, it gives a little bit more pull at the heartstrings for him. Yeah. We also do get more insight into the Spartan training, mm-hmm. which I thought was really cool and learning more of overall. Just, I think this whole thing of just how Halsey thought and how she was doing things behind the scenes and how she had this journal as a, like a quote, quote unquote, low tech way of keeping secrets. And it was, and that, that's really what got us into the mind of her and some Spartans. We've like, we did the Spartan episode, but some Spartans we haven't heard of yet, mm-hmm. you know, like the ones who've gotten away and, and kind of what's going on with Kurt was yeah. George. So, that does bring a lot to it for us, which I think it's just, you're right, Jesse. It's, you said this earlier, you're like, because I've never read this. I never got, like I said, Reach wasn't my game. Mm-hmm. It wasn't, so like when we got to actually do this, I'm like, I thoroughly enjoyed this. Yeah, it was, it, again, because you literally said on a recent episode with the adjuncts from A Fistful of Arrows. Like, this is a very long adjunct, essentially. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a lot of backstory. But overall, let's let's just quickly go into what limited reviews I could find on the internet. So Amazon users would give this a 3.2 out of 5, and Goodread users would give it a 4.4 out of 5. Go on that Goodread, because those Amazon reviews are probably like, I got mine and it was broken. One star. <laughs> like. And Goodreads is like, huh, this is pretty interesting. So finally, let, let's wrap it up with a quote from Eric Nyland regarding this journal. Mm-hmm. And he says, quote, for me, it feels like my crowning fiction achievement for the Bungie Halo universe. I hope the fans take away a feeling of being let in on the most important secrets, getting a glimpse into the mind of Dr. Halsey and sneaking a peek at some new mysteries to come. I can't agree more with that. Mm-hmm, absolutely. I think, and the fact that, I, who knows if at the time he knew this is the last thing that he was ever going to do. For Halo, period. Yeah, but the fact that he was like, uh, this is, like, he he ranks this above Ghost of Onyx. Like, yeah. I think that's crazy to me, because this, if you, you could probably get through this in about an hour, if you just sit down and read it in yeah, one ch- take. chunk through it, because like we said, some of the pages are maybe a quarter or a third of the page written on, mm-hmm. a lot of it's drawings and sketches. And I'd probably say actually an additional hour breaking down all the additional contents, because sure. there's articles and read through all that, and redacted letters. So there's a lot of cool stuff that comes with this thing itself. Yeah, and, and you know, as a nice send-off, I think it's a great last piece even though it's not like a last piece because it's part of like the bundle and the final collection mm-hmm. but the last written word i should say of bungie i think mm-hmm. is fantastic yeah and and as well as nyland mm-hmm. i mean nyland gave us the extended lore he is the godfather i think of halo lore 100%. He, he really is and so it's unfortunate we haven't you know had him back since and i and i'm not saying by all means i don't know i don't think 343 is going to be like oh well no, he can't write for us. Maybe he he just said, you know, I don't want to write for Halo anymore, or maybe it's a different it's in different hands. I don't want to do it. We don't know. I've I've never seen some kind of official report. I mean, he even talks about in the quote the Bungie Halo relationship. So I think mm-hmm. for him, it was much more of dealing with Bungie with it because I think 
he liked the tenacity mm-hmm. of the bungee guys who started it, who were the pizza eating, sock not wearing college kids, frat boys who yeah. who came into this this you know corporate world and still kind of fought against. Yeah, just kind of rocked it. Yeah. So, and by all means, he's an intelligent guy, and I. I respect. I've I've never read anything of Nyland's other than what's in Halo, but that doesn't mean I don't respect the hell out of his writing because he's he's delivered. I think almost unanimously some of the greatest novels in the universe. You know, people are going to say Ghost of Onyx, First Strike, and Fall of Reach are some of the best. It's the ones you remember. It's the ones I was so excited to get back to when we reread them for the mm-hmm. podcast, and just because it brought back so much memory with it. And he's such a calculated writer. I mean, he's coming from a chemistry background. He's coming mm-hmm. from a very scientific method. This is how it's done. This is how we're going to do it. Mm-hmm. Throw a creative flair in it. Boom, you got a book. There you go. And I guess we, we, you know, usually we go into what did we think of it, but I think we've been breaking that down. And I mean, really for me, this is awesome. I mean, I had read it, I said once, I was working third shift. Mm-hmm. I had it in my trunk for some reason. Uh, so I just went out to my trunk and I grabbed it and I read it really quick. And I was like, this is really cool. And then yeah. I was lucky. I thought I sold that Reach statue in this years ago, but then I went to my dad's over summer and I found this. I was like, like, oh, "Oh my God, thank God I didn't. Yeah. Uh, Especially because we wouldn't be doing an episode because it's not online on a PDF that you could find easily. It's because I was thinking about, I was like, maybe we should like, I was like, if there's like 20 bucks, I'll pick up Alex a copy. And then I looked it up. I was like, nope, this is like $90. I'm not that special. (laughs) Yeah. So it's, it's, it's just been great. Like I, I really... Really appreciated it for the work that it is. It's just such a neat superlative thing. And in my opinion, it's one of the last big Halo bundles that you get with a game. Yeah. That really mattered. Yeah, like we we were getting stuff, but I mean, the amount of time that was put into this thing, the fact that the art team were like, we need to find a company that's going to have an intern sit there and just rip these freaking pages out. How many of these wrong pages did that intern rip out before he got fired? Yeah. (laughs) Just like started going like, I'm going to rip four of them out. (laughs) No, but one thing I do want to know for all you guys listening, let us know some of your not even like Halo specific, but some of your favorite collector's edition, legendary edition from other games you've received. Like what was in them? Mm-hmm. Was it the statuettes you love? Was it a, a shirt? Was it a digital yeah. item that really made the game? Like let us know because I, I really want to see that because that was one of my biggest things I did for a while whenever I was a super nerd who lived behind a GameStop. I would just like scuttle on over there. I'm like, you guys got legendaries just sitting around? <laughs> and I remember that's how I got like the Lord of the Rings collector's edition statue that was mm-hmm. a troll that they were fighting. Uh, like all these like just crazy statues I used to have before I sold them all. Yeah. I just love to see that stuff. Yeah, it's really cool. I mean, we got so, we got one with Halo 5. I don't know we got much with Halo 4, but I mean, really that, like stuff like that, especially like beyond just that statue, again, having like written lore to come with, I think it's like really incredible. And it's a lot cooler than like, a hundred audio logs or something like that. Like this is something you could sit down and read something physical to the touch. That is kind of within that universe pushed towards it. I really enjoy it. So mm-hmm. no, the Alex hot take, but yeah, l- let me know. I'd, I'd love to hear you guys opinions. Mm-hmm. If you still own some stuff, if you're looking forward to things or, you know, if you're a downloader, would you go and buy the physical edition? If it was worth getting the bonus materials that they actually put time and effort into. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm looking at you. Animal Crossing. <laughs> Give me some cool stuff in March. What about that Switch? Are you going to get that Switch? I already own one. <laughs> but yes, I'll buy a second Switch. Someone come over and play. But yeah, I mean, overall, I think my, my one gripe with this is that they have kind of painted Halsey to be evil. 
occasionally over the years and like a sociopath. So the idea that you didn't see it all that much, you saw that softer side of Halsey. I would have liked a duality in here to show just a little bit more onto like the almost over the ledge type thing, like that craziness. Cause we know she is, I don't want to say evil, but she can be. So yeah. like, I wanted to see a little bit more of that, but overall, this was this is a great read. I want to give it a big old fat four or four point five out of five, just because again, I wanted to see other side of Halsey because I felt so bad for her throughout all this, and then I was like, wait, wait, no, she's just kind of evil sometimes. Like, g- give me a reason to not like her at least once, other th- that she was kind of like a bad mom. Yeah, I can understand that. I mean, if I were give it a rating, it would probably be. Um, probably like three coupons to go get a free pie from Havarti's or whatever it was called. <laughs> um, there's that, uh, divided by one secret love child, probably multiplied by the duality of playing God while also not playing God. By not raising your daughter. Yeah. Well, I mean, God didn't do it either, but <laughs> yes, exactly. I love your out of 10. Score. <laughs> out of 10. There we go. Calculate that for us. Please, our awesome listeners, and let us know. But yeah, that was our seventh bonus episode, mm-hmm. and we're ready to do more and more and more. These are really fun to do, and especially move on to the next one. I love breaking down stuff like this. And as always, it was because of our awesome patrons. Yeah. And I'm going to give them a shout out real quick. And to start it off, we have Angry Canadian, Baby Z, Charles Zitter, Cowan Fong, Feliciano, Dust Storm, Francis, Grant Dillon, Harvey Chong, Colonel Panic, Tactics, Mr. Chof, Pasquale Orozco, Skyjack, and ZZ Slipaway. Thank you guys so much. We're continuing to grow the community, and I absolutely love it. And we are getting close to one of our first goals that I know Jesse is dreading entirely and Mm -hmm. we are going to stream we're gonna get that set we're gonna do it halo ce campaign its entirety on legendary when we hit 25 patrons yeah so kill me i don't want to do it but also come join the community i mean it's it's really cool it's so crazy to me to see our patrons get excited when there's more patrons it's really cool it's 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 such a fun little community because we already have our discord which by the way, is, is free to everybody, uh-huh. um, but oh. we do have a lot of Discord exclusives mm-hmm. um, for those who are patrons, mm-hmm. and it's a, a fun little boys club in yeah. a boys club. Yeah, but but again, our Discord is free every day. We have new people joining, and it's always really cool, and, and Alex and I are on there. You can ask us anything you want to know or talk and make friends because we've all made friends with one another on there, and it's a really cool community. Yeah, it's been fun. So anything there, uh, let us know. Also, if you have any questions about patron, the store... Whatever we got, um, we're happy to help. Yep. And then you can also find us on social, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And also, we are on basically every podcast platform and YouTube. And if we're not on one, please let us know, because we want to make it as easy as possible for you to listen. to listen elsewhere, because we have no (laughs) idea where we aren't. (laughs) Exactly. But yeah, you know, if you want to go follow us, like us, anything like that on social, or go subscribe to us on any of those podcast platforms that would be appreciated and once again thank you for listening and with that i am your host jesse reiners and i'm your host alex kendall and thank you for tuning in to finish the fight a halo podcast halo it's finished no i think we're just getting started